Hello and welcome to this episode of the Super Fun Time Club. I'm your host, Stephen, and this is our special WrestleMania episode. So, um, yeah, my guests on the show today, so we've got our regular guests, Dave and Oliver. You right, guys? Greetings. And uh, we've got a special guest uh, today. That's Sean Only, UK wrestler. How are you doing, Sean? Yeah, that's me. I am special. Indeed, you got that bit right. He is special indeed. And I'm, and I'm a guest, I suppose, so factual thus far. So, Sean, do you want to just uh, tell us a bit about yourself? Yeah, uh, I uh, my name is Sean Only. I've been wrestling professionally uh, around the UK circuit for several years. I also have a pretty decent knowledge of video games. I am uh, one of the reviewers, and I uh, also pen the retro column for Starburst magazine, so I've got a bit of a insight in games somewhat i guess and uh, what, what sort of games are you mainly into i suppose survival horror 2d fighters and uh, 2d shooters retro stuff like that as well as anything horror based i'm generally quite fond of but i play a bit of everything because uh, it's nice to broaden one's horizons have you played uh, resident evil 2 the remake I, I absolutely have and it was just astoundingly amazingly wonderfully fantastic like some of the most fun I've had playing a game in, in my entire fun. life. Fun? How can you have fun playing a game like that? It's terrible. <laughs> well, yeah. Maybe fun is maybe a bit of a stretch, but yeah. I managed to play the demo, and that is that is it. That is the far as I'll ever go. Yeah, Oliver does horror games less than I do horror games. So. It's not that I don't enjoy horror games. It's just that I don't like being scared. Yeah, so it is that you don't enjoy horror games. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm yeah, sure the game is really good. <laughs> I, I agree though yeah fantastic game um probably the follow-up to resident evil 4 that i've been waiting for for a long time now yeah and the follow-up to the uh, remake as well i think that like obviously as a remake of resident evil 2 with resident evil 2 being considered one of the like pioneering horror games as well as like one of the best games ever and it being the sort of sequel to our remake in a lot of ways it's like had some kind of crazy big shoes to fill but it had massive feet and it filled them and also bust out of them, I would say. That's a weird little analogy for you. That is weird. <laughs> so other than a horror game, so what, and other than obviously the PlayStation 1, what, what kind of uh, console do you grow up with then? Uh, I started with the 8-bit stuff because I'm like uh, older than I'm going to admit here online. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah uh, I retroactively was time-travelling and playing 8-bit systems prior to my birth. No, that's a lie. Yeah, so I start. I started with like the Game Boy and the NES. I've basically had everything up to up to modern day. We've got like about twenty odd, twenty or thirty systems set up over a couple of different uh, TVs at home, much to my missus's chagrin. Oh, excellent! Oh, that must take a lot of space up under the telly. It takes up a lot. Of, a lot of wires. Our house has many a wire. Oh yeah, I mean we'll be around. Well, we're around to Steve's when he's doing like one of his gaming tournaments, and he's got his uh, all his retro arcade stuff set out, and it looks awful. Then and that's only like three or four. Yeah, Pete, Pete can share my pain with uh, uh, buying a, a large CRT TV. Yeah, <laughs> although at least you didn't have to take yours upstairs. Well, that was the plan when we moved into the new house. <laughs> the idea was that we'd have like the upstairs room as the retro game room, and the downstairs one with the flat screen, uh, yeah, HD gimmicks. And then we discovered that like getting the TV upstairs was physically impossible and mentally impossible as well. Like just all kinds of impossible. So they're both downstairs. Yeah, I've got a thirty-inch CRT sat here next to me, and uh, yeah, I, I did permanent damage to myself bringing it into the house. So you know, you know, moving it from its current perch is it's going to be a, a job. It's basically a tank with a screen. <laughs> yeah. 
I've just realized it's really hard for me to call you Sean. So I'm just going to have to say the word Sean a lot and then just edit them out <laughs> over the top of Pete. No, no, no. Sean, Sean, Sean. Like, a, like, an, old, uh, like a, an old football game where they just shout out England randomly. At times. <laughs> It'll be edited like, so, Sean. How are you today? <laughs> so, Sean, how are these things? Yeah, for, for, for clarity's purposes, me and Stephen have known each other for many, 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 many years. So he he knows me by my uh, my real world name of Pete. But no one else can call him. But no, no, it's not, it's not allowed. Right. So we're gonna uh, <laughs> so we're gonna uh, start off by talking about uh, with our gem or junk section, and uh, we're reviewing this week WrestleMania the arcade game. Uh, so this game came out. Um, I should have written it down, but I believe it was about 1995. 95 indeed. Yeah. That's correct. It's in my notes. Excellent. It's in my brain notes. And um, so it came out um, on the arcade initially, and then it also got ported to PlayStation 1, Mega Drive, Sega Saturn, Super Nintendo. I think that was it. Um, so for, for me for me personally, uh, this 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 is uh, generally when we do Gem or Junk on the show, it's not games that we, we've played before, but this is this. So it's almost a rate my childhood section in a way because um, yeah, this is the game I, I played as a kid. I didn't play it to death or anything though, but um, I remember being really excited about getting this game. Uh, I, I believe I probably got it about a year after it came out for the Super Nintendo, which is actually the since I've replayed it is actually by far the worst version of it. Yeah, that's um, where I came across it as well. Uh, playing the arcade game and they went up to this is you know it's it's night and day really, isn't it? Yeah, it's, it's like a completely different game. Um, but yeah, I remember getting this um, for one of my birthdays, and I like I knew I was getting it. I remember like sneaking into my mum's room and taking it out and playing it, and and then I remember she found it in my cupboard, and she was like, "What's this doing here?" And I was like, "Oh, I just I just took it because I wanted to copy the instructions out into a book." It sounds like a, a story that I've got uh, where I found something else in my mum's closet <laughs> and took it out and started playing with it. Yeah, mate, it's similar to that story. Is this is this really appropriate time for this? Keep <laughs> <laughs> it to the therapist, Dave. Guys, what what formats did you play this on um, in preparation for this? So we'll start with you, Dave. Oh, um, so I just played it on a, a Mame emulator. So you've got the arcade conversion, Oliver. Yes, yeah, Emilia. Uh, Sean, uh, I little flip between the Mega Drive and the SNES versions, and uh, I've I've also got the Saturn version. Excellent. So, but, um, you, but you told me not to look at that. You, just, you specified Mega Drive and Snare, so I didn't even bother. I didn't even realise I specified. Um, yeah, we're already stretching the boundaries of retro gaming on this podcast up to now. Yeah. I mean, it, it would you be know, the, probably the only Saturn game to ever get reviewed on the show. I still think um, Saturn's pushing it a little bit. Well, like theoretically, it's, it's, meant to, it's meant to be a 10-year loop period, so anything over 10 years. So like, there's 360 games that are... Uh, technically retro, according to those parameters, at least that seems like a sharp cut off to me. We we pretty much class anything on on this show anyway. It's any, anything that's like uh, older than uh, like ten years. So basically, uh, pre pre three sixties is is what is our cut off, I guess. Basically, if I don't remember it, then it's retro. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so um yeah so me for this one yeah I, I played on the in the SNES version and on the on the PlayStation One version um, and yeah like like Dave says it's absolute night and day so the um so, so the the difference is so oliver do you think you didn't play the uh yeah i've just I was, i've not even seen anything of the uh the nes version so yeah do you want to go through why that one's so terrible is it nes or snes it came out snes yeah so so basically the snes one so the game doesn't have a big roster anyway there's only six characters so there's only eight characters in the main game but the snes one's only got six so it removes um yokozuna and bam bam bigelow 
Um, I don't think it was because the fat. That seems like a so weird. It was much. Yeah, they don't, I don't yeah. think. The sprite was slightly too large for them to deal with. Yeah, they don't seem like it's that. I think it must be because I, I, from what I, from looking at it, it looked like it must be to do with like. Uh, I don't know if you use Batman Bigelow, but he, um, when he jumps off the rope, he, he, top rope, he does like a splash and like sets on fire and goes through the ring. Um, there's a bit where like his head turns into fire and headbutts people. Um, and you because know, had a few like sort of I can't remember exactly. He had, he had a few, few flashy looking moves as well. So I think it's just that you couldn't really edit those ones down as much compared to the um, the, the stuff like the uh, the Undertaker's ghosts and stuff. How does that compare to the Mega Drive version then, uh, Sean? Because um, you said you uh, had a quick bash on that one as well. Yeah, well, what I what I know is sort of like from my recollection that the Saturn one's the one the only one that I'm like really familiar with. Um, and I sort of like had a bit of a bash through the Mega Drive and the SNES ones just for research purposes. So obviously, as Stephen has pointed out, there's uh, two extra two extra large chaps, Bam Bang, Bam Bam Bang, Bang Bam, Bam, Bam and Yoko, the extra two guys. Uh, the main difference I found was like the difficulty. You can you can go through the SNES one button bashing and pretty much clear clear the whole thing without too much effort. And the Mega Drive one is initially seems like virtually impossible. I'm sure there's like uh, some some techniques and stuff, whereas the Saturn one's kind of like the middle ground. The, the main note I noted down between the SNES one and the, the PlayStation one, other than obviously the graphics, was just the speed. Like the play, the, the SNES one, it didn't feel that difficult because it went quite as fast. Uh, and, and yeah, the AI went as good. But then when I played the PlayStation one version, it seems like it's running at twice the speed. I found it, and I found it a lot more difficult to sort of pull off any moves or even just get time to do it. Like some of the moves, you have to like doink the clown's hand buzzer, you have to hold down one of the buttons for three seconds, and I just I never got enough space to be able to do that on the uh, on the PlayStation One version compared to the, the SNES one, when it, it it did seem a lot easier in that respect. I guess the PlayStation One version is a lot closer to the arcade game then, so yeah. with the extra power that uh, that machine has. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I think with with a game like that where you're using digitized sprites and whatnot. Uh, a difference in frame rate is going to come across like massively. So obviously the PlayStation and the Saturn version frame rate's like pretty high, whereas it's almost feels a little bit crippling on the uh, on the on the Genesis version. Sorry, the Mega Drive version particularly. Yeah, but I believe there was a 32x version as well. Um, that was I, th- I think it was meant to be okay, but it only ran at 30 frames per second, so it won't didn't look quite as smooth as the other ones. But I'm guessing it's still a lot better than the SNES. Surely 30 frames was fairly standard back then. Um, I, I mean, for some stuff, maybe not for a sort of arcade conversion fighting but, game with real graphics and stuff. I, I think two um, D games, sort of from the sixteen bit era, generally run at sixty frames per second or fifty if you were in uh, Europe because of the difference between PAL and SCAT. Right. Yeah. Okay. But yeah, it's, it's not unusual back in those days to uh, have sixty frames per second. Um, you, you know, you were just when doing two D graphics. So the the, the reason I've, I chose this particular game out of all the others. Um, is basically because it's not really like the others. This this is, I, I mean, some some of the the early ones, which we'll get to later in the show, are, are kind of uh, just fighting games rather than wrestling games. But this this one's just a pure fighting game. Like wrestling seemed almost seems an afterthought. You don't really, you you, you don't really have a pin button, do you? Like you when you when you win, you just you you pin them, but it's just like automatic, and you don't. You yeah, it's just whatever attack you press just pins them a thing, doesn't it? Yeah, you can do like. An, there's tons of moves, but you can do an entire match without picking someone up or slamming someone. It's all sort of over the top and fast paced, and uh, ma- matches are one on two and one on three and one on one. It's um, and there's no there's no tagging the, the the two on two and stuff. So it's it just didn't really feel like a, a wrestling game. So that's kind of why I picked this one, just because it was stand out and different and something that 
Um, it got really good reviews at the time, and it's not one that I remember that fondly, so I wanted to give it a, a proper go. I think the reason it doesn't feel like a wrestling game is that it's essentially a Mortal Kombat game, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, in a way, yeah. I mean, it's um, got the um, it's a bit different with the um, the the X axis, I guess. Is that yeah, X axis? You kind of got that belt scrolling thing that you get with the uh, the old school beat 'em up kind of. As, you know, as in, as in, you can move up, like like you say, move up that X axis. X axis, but it also feels very two D fighting game ish as well. Yeah, but it was it was quite find it a lot quite hard to sort of hit some of the moves, especially like um, the Undertaker's ghoul move. Like unless I was standing right next to them. It just it just tended to just go flying past them every time, uh, but I guess there's no jump, so that, that's the, the difference as well. I think it's worth mentioning the Mortal Kombat connection because it was made by the same developer, Midway. It was, yeah. And um, I think uh, you can, sense. yeah, and you can see the sort of heritage of Mortal Kombat. So in pretty much everything, I thought uh, the the uh, menu screens, the uh, the the ladder screens that appear. So like when you leave the game on demo mode. Uh, the yeah. digitized characters, um, you know, instead of having a finish him, um, you have a pin him, just going back to sort of the, uh, what, what you mentioned before about pinning somebody at the end of the round. Yeah, like the speed of the animations and stuff as well, it's like got a similar kind of tempo to that Mortal Kombat yeah. feel. Yeah, yeah absolutely. How, over, how overpowered up uppercuts are. Yeah, it's got, yeah, it's got <laughs> crazy yeah. overpowered uppercuts as well. Yeah, I actually spotted on the high score table, uh, sort of when you leave it when in demo mode, um, a few of the uh, default high scores are references to Mortal Kombat, so high scores in there by uh, Ermac and Kano. Ah, <laughs> right, okay. nice. Did, uh, did you manage to get any high scores, Dave? I did not. No. <laughs> so um, let's just go around the room then and, and, and give our impression of what each person thought. So we'll start with, uh, we'll start with Oliver. Never, never start with Oliver, so let's do that for a change. So, um, the reason we never start with me is because I'm always like the negative one. <laughs> so, um, she could put everyone in a downer straight from the off. Okay, yeah, we'll, we'll start with a downer if that's where it is. So, obviously, you've never played this game before. I don't think you've played many wrestling games before. I've never um, played many wrestling games before. I've hated every time that I have done. I've... You're not big on fighters either. Uh, yeah, I'm not big on fight. I'm not very good at fighters, which is why I don't like It's not that I don't enjoy playing them, it's just I'm rubbish at them. Um, but the. I've also basically never played arcade games in that oh, yeah. context. <laughs> so I actually quite enjoyed this, to be fair. If we put it in the context of comparing it to the other wrestling games that I've played, yeah, pretty good game. Um, of all the fighting games that I actually do enjoy, uh, Mortal Kombat is up there. So that's probably feeding into why I actually quite enjoyed this one. It's for, like you say, it's very similar sort of fighting styles. It's You can get away with a bit of button bashing here and there, and even against AI, who, who gets quite hard quite quickly. It's uh, it's still possible to win matches just by <laughs> getting lucky a few times and the AI forgets to block and you get like 16 punches in a row. I guess for comparison, like this this was a similar era to sort of uh, Mortal Kombat 3, uh, it would have been sort of a late one of the late Street, street Fighter Two games, um, and and it is, is a fighting game. So I guess that that's that's my comparison. So it's to sort of early uh, the earliest thirty two bit fighting games and sixteen bit fighting games yeah. that you'd be, that you'd be talking about. So yeah, it's it's probably a lot fairer to compare it to those. I think if you if you compare it to wrestling games, I know you said that you don't like wrestling games. But I think if if you did and you compared this to a wrestling game, you're going to be a bit disappointed because it's just it's not really what it is. It's just a is a, is a beat 'em up with a, or a fighting game with um with with wrestling characters yeah, in it. It's, it's Mortal Kombat wrestling characters essentially. It's a more yeah. family friendly Mortal Kombat. Yeah, more a more humorous Mortal Kombat. 
yeah. And that's it. And, and it, it doesn't necessarily mean that I um, enjoyed it less than Mortal Kombat. It's I wouldn't I wouldn't necessarily rate it as high as Mortal Kombat two. Let's say um, I enjoyed that game. I think potentially the more adult themes of Mortal Kombat uh, played more to my likings. But as someone who isn't even a fan of wrestling and stuff like that as well, then yeah, I, I enjoyed the themes. I didn't know the characters. I didn't know the the settings or anything like that. I've never heard of the tournaments or anything like that. I've heard of WWF, and that's about it. I've heard of Shawn Michaels. Um, I think he's the only one I recognised on there. On the You've not heard of The Undertaker? Come on, oh, I didn't even see The Undertaker on there. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't get that far down. I just I just kind of selected a random character and went for it. But yeah, I got furthest with Shawn Michaels. I tried a couple of fat guys, but I just got dominated with them for some reason. <laughs> but yeah, I got um, I played about uh, 20, 25 minutes of it and got to the third fight, third round, third fight, third match, whatever. And... Yeah, got absolutely destroyed by Bam Bam. Right, so you did not get to the 2v1, 3v1 scenarios then? No, I couldn't get that far. Yeah. <laughs> Again, right. I'm not very good at these games. All right, Dave? Mostly comes out to button bashing for me. Yeah, well, I was somebody who first came across this game on the SNES, and to be honest, without the comparison to the arcade game, I, I loved it right then. So, um, Yeah, I, I mean, it's obviously a more fantastical representation of wrestling than, than what we're used to, I guess. Um, it's got... Uh, Elements like uh, the characters bleeding out objects. Um, so when you hit them, um, I'm thinking of Doggy the Clown dropping uh, balls and skittles. Uh, you can knock dumbbells out of Lex Luger. Um, Scratch them his eyes out, can't you? Yeah, yeah that's what <laughs> yeah. eyeball comes out when you do an eye gouge. Oh, uh, Razor Ramon's arm actually changes to a, a blade, doesn't it? Yeah, it does. I yeah, think does. Uh, Terminator style, when he does his attacks. Uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's very difficult for a fighting game to get a sense of it, having just a, a few hours playing the game. Um, I, I think it, it takes many sort of weeks, I'd say, sometimes of a of, of a competition to be able to work out, you know, where exactly a, a fighting game strengths lie. But on, on first impressions, it, it's very good. So how, how far did you get in this one? Um, so I, I spent about an hour on it, playing through various characters, um, mainly in the Intercontinental Division. I was having had enough time there uh, compared to the harder, I assume, World Heavyweight Championship fights. This, that's the two difficulty levels it presents you with. Yes, I mean the, the difficulty different difference is pretty substantial. So uh, on the uh, on the harder one, you basically just go straight into multi man matches. There's no there's no one v one matches, uh, right? And, I see. The, and the more difficult as well. So. Okay, I, think, I probably I think... did miss out on the multi-man. <laughs> uh, were there um, tag team matches available? Uh, sort of. So you can, you can do 2v2. Two two, uh, um, I think you can only do that in um, yeah, multiplayer, though. You, you can't do that single player. But yeah, you can you can do two-player, two-on-two, or you can do two-players, you know, 1v1, however you want to do it. Right, so it's just, yeah, that's something else I won't be able to judge the game on because I was playing solo. Yeah, I mean, I mean, same. Uh, I played solo as a kid, and I played it now. Like, no one wanted to play WrestleMania the arcade game with me as a child, and no one wants to play it with me in 2019. So <laughs> well, exactly, yeah. So uh, yeah, we'll never know. Stop from trying to forces. I don't think there's many wrestling fans who will know if that's a good two-player game or not. To be honest, yeah, I, I suspect it's a little less technical than Mortal Kombat is, just from my experience of playing the game. Um, I mean, it's a it's a bit quicker. Um, it's a bit. I think the sort of the spacing is a little bit more woolly for the for the moves that you can do. 
So, um, Sean, what what did you think of the game? Um, yeah, it's an interesting an interesting title. Uh, pretty experimental. They didn't really sort of do anything like that up until they uh, WWE All Stars at some point around like two thousand six, two thousand seven. I feel like there wasn't really anything deviated from that um, traditional in ring style. So what Dave touched upon there, but it's a lot, it's a lot more basic than Mortal Kombat because obviously being able to move along that X axis kind of takes away the um, ability to be able to string together combos and whatnot, and obviously the collision detection kind of changes up massively due to the fact that you're not always going to be lined up with them and stuff. But uh, it's a fun it's a fun game. I suppose a big part of the fighting games like that is that you kind of corner block people, don't you, and sort of yeah, yeah combos course, and yeah. things like that. But you can sort of just sidestep out of it on these. Yeah, and like your low kick and your high kick and ducking and stuff like that. And there's yeah, that. They're just they just they just block and run and and they really overpowered climb off and jump off the turnbuckle. Hmm. It seems like almost un, unstoppable most of the time. I didn't work out how to block that. No, <laughs> you, you, you just move. That's all I could do. Yeah. You can if you hit me mid air, it does counter it. Right. Okay. It's know. it's definitely a fun game though. It's one that you'd uh, if you're if you're a fan of wrestling games and if you're a fan of like the old school two D style. Um, Fighters, particularly Mortal Kombat's digitized sprite style ones, then you're probably going to have a good time, at least for like half an hour or something. It's not something you're going to uh, be investing hours and hours of your life into, but it's a nice little departure. Yeah, I mean, I, I'd agree. Uh, I mean, as as a kid, I, I, I must have loved it because I, I played it a lot, um, as mentioned by myself. Uh, but I played it on the Super Nintendo, so it, it wasn't that difficult. I, I don't remember struggling with it. I don't remember pulling off the moves. I, I was always more excited by a wrestling game by how many moves each wrestler could do. And so as 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 when this originally came out, the fact that you couldn't do that many actual wrestling moves probably would have been a bit disappointing for me. Uh, but I would have just sat there and done done everyone's specials and um, gone through all the characters. But then, yeah, the fact that there was only six uh, characters on the Super Nintendo probably would have been a bit disappointing for me as well. But, well, um, one thing though, because we're we're all sort of giving it sort of relatively average scores, all saying we, we had a fairly good time with it, but nothing particularly groundbreaking. Uh, it does often come up in conversations of like the greatest wrestling game of all time. A lot of sort of like big wrestling game fans often name WrestleMania the arcade game up there with like No Mercy and uh, whatever other classic ones there are, like Fire Fire Pro and whatnot. Yeah, that's true. Certainly, my experience of researching the games, it you know, it was mentioned a hell of a lot. I think that's partly because it is so unusual having this kind mm. of fantastical element to it. <laughs> it's it is just one of those pick up and play ones. It says it, it it has got a level of. Um, easy to learn how to master, which a lot of wrestling games, if I've come across, I do not have that. You need to spend hours just learning the, the what the buttons do. Yeah, it's it's immediately understandable. I mean, most people have played a Mortal Kombat game, so coming into this, it's not quite as uh, uh, tactical as you would normally expect from a, a wrestling game. I, I did enjoy it. I, I mean, it's nowhere near as good as, as No Mercy or some of the SmackDown games are. Pretty much anything that came after it, I would I would say is better than WrestleMania the arcade game. But I would say it was the best game up to that point. Playing playing it now, yeah. My initial thoughts when I started playing it was just that it, it was terrible. Um, I I I, I, I started on the um the PlayStation One version. It just it just seemed too fast, too hard. I couldn't pull anything off. Um, I ended up having to whack the difficulty down to easy, and then it became a, a bit more bearable. Uh, I think one, once I'd played it for about 15 to 20 minutes, I actually started to quite enjoy it. And I think compared to other fighters of, of that era, it, it does hold up well. I'd probably put this on, on the same level as Mortal Kombat in terms of fun. Um, maybe, maybe not in terms of competitive skill. It's hard to say without playing the uh, 
playing it one v one. But I think you get a bit more longevity with the Mortal Kombat games. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I guess that's the thing to it. There's 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 only two modes essentially, other than um, uh, two player, and there's only eight characters, um, and each character's got about three moves. Yeah. Uh, playing the arcade version, uh, which I did, I, I would have found it quite hard to judge how much of uh, longevity the game would have had because, you know, being a, a coin guzzler, it's, it's kind of tuned to be very difficult, you know, ramp up in difficulty extremely quickly. Yeah. Um, and I guess the uh, home console version is often a bit more of a, a tuned single player experience. Yeah, I mean, the PlayStation 1 version didn't seem to be, it seemed to be a, a, a carbon copy of how I remember the arcade game. Just really, really difficult. Um, I'm guessing you couldn't turn the arcade version down too easy. Um, well, no. <laughs> so yeah, but um, I, I mean, in, ter- in terms of how it looked and stuff, I thought it looked brilliant on the PS1. The some of the effects were just, I, I thought, yeah, they were great with it. The, the fire stuff, the, uh, the 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 ghouls, the, the Undertaker was firing off. The stuff you mentioned, like the uh, the dumbbells coming out of Lex Luger, the hearts coming out of Bret Hart. Um, uh, did, the... did you manage to pull off any of the finishing moves, by the way? Any um, time with the game. What 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 were the finishing moves that I could? Um, so I remember Undertaker had one where he uh, sort of boxes the opponent in in a coffin and then uh, kind of magically shoves it into the ground and a, a tombstone appears up where. All oh, right, no, I didn't even know. Yeah, I think you're supposed to do the moves where they the pin him. Uh, pin him right. Okay. A, yeah, as a as a parallel to the finishing in the Mortal Kombat games. Oh, that's interesting. I might give it another go. I mean, I mainly ended up maining the uh, Undertaker while I was playing it and. Spamming his uh, sliding choke slam move because uh, it looked cool and you could pretty much hit it from anywhere. It seemed the best one. Um, once I got into the one v two and one v three, it was it was damn near impossible. I just found it so difficult to take on that many people. It just it felt like it ended in about five seconds. I was always a doink guy. I loved doink, doink as a child. Yeah, I think I think I was a disturbed kid. Unusual selection for the uh, for the game though. I thought what doink. Yeah, I guess it's because of his over the topness. Never heard of it was quite an over the top game. <laughs> yeah, I mean, just given the fact that I mean, it, it wasn't really the, the greatest era in terms of uh, WWF star power, so there's not like necessarily the hugest selection. Yeah, what would Dante the Clown have been doing in '95? Was, was I can't, what, I'm not even sure. Which would he be was, feuding with Crush? No, that would have been '93. Right. That was like when it... Yeah, I, I, was Doink even still there in '95? That's a fair point. I don't even think he was still. Around. I think that would have been when he left on it '95. Yeah. I mean, I mean, Diesel seems like the the. The biggest omission. I mean, he was a champion throughout 1995. He's not in that game. Okay, I guess Gold is Goldus in it. Gold's not in it, is he? No, he's in the. Is the more is the more characters in the arcade version than the? No, they're just eight, just eight. Oh, still in the eight. Yeah. Jeff Hardy, I've heard of. I, I guess it was probably in. Um, it was probably it was probably made in '94, wasn't it? Because they had to do all the capturing and stuff. Yeah. yeah. So it's probably based on the '94 roster because there was a much like longer turnover with games and whatnot back then. Yeah, because well. if you play, um, the, the, there was a follow up to it made by Acclaim called In Your House. If you play that one, that seems to be more like the '95 roster. So it's like Ahmed mm. Johnson, Gold Dust. I was going to mention that actually because that that to me, like again, I've got the sort of Saturn version of that. It, it's very difficult to distinguish the difference between that and. WrestleMania the arcade game. I think but was... in your house never comes up in these like sort of greatest wrestling game conversations. Yeah, I, I did have a go on it after, after I played WrestleMania the arcade game on the PS One, and it just it, it just didn't look anywhere near as like nice as, as mm. WrestleMania the arcade game. It didn't have the same effects. Yeah, um, maybe it's the, maybe it's the Saturn version. I'm, I must admit, I'm I'm only actually familiar with the Saturn version of that yeah. particular one. Because I'd, I'd never even. I guess that's the other thing as well. It won't very well advertised because I I I like to pride myself on playing wrestling games as a kid, and I'd never heard of that until it got to about. Five ten years ago, and I was like, mm. "Oh wow, when did when did that one sneak out?" 
Um, so yeah, that, that's that's and and also it didn't come out in the arcades. Um, and it's an arcade game, so I guess yeah, that, was, that was a bit weird as well. All right, so we'll go around and just say um, if people thought it was a gem or junk. So um, I'm going to go first. Um, for me, it's it, it was it's borderline, but I, I'm going to say it's a gem. Well, to be honest, gem or junk, it doesn't it doesn't really leave much room for leeway. I don't really <laughs> think it's either. If I, like I've been forced to distinguish between those two categories, I would. But you are. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to go for gem rather than junk. I, I, it's definitely not junk, but yeah. <laughs> Junk or not junk? That could be a better yeah, yeah. thing. So not junk. Yeah. Okay, Dave. Yeah, like Sean says, doesn't leave much room for nuance there. Um, I, I would probably slightly be tipping towards the side of gem. Yeah. Okay, and Oliver. Yeah, again, with my limited knowledge of uh, arcade games at the time, uh, I, I guess I would lean towards gem because I mean I enjoyed it for the short amount of time I played it. Excellent. So that's four gems out of four gems. So essentially, this is a hundred percent, hundred percent game, ten out of ten. So the the proof basically is the greatest game ever made. Yeah. Well, until we bring No Mercy on the show, then see. But <laughs> Oliver's not going to like No Mercy, so yeah, that's probably that's probably how that's going to end. Yep. Yeah. Good stuff, midway. Good stuff, midway indeed. So um, that's our is that our first uh, f- first complete? F- uh, I guess four or, four out of four or three out of four. Is that our first unanimous? Gem. It's our first gem at all, isn't it? Our first all star. Uh, uh, well, gem. yeah. So um, what? What else have we done? We done the uh, Captain Planet one junk. Uh, so. to, to be fair, Surprise. I mean, I mean, Captain Planet. What is so far the only gem or junk we've done? We've done a lot of similar segments, but, um, all with different names of varying <laughs> degrees. So uh, yeah, Captain Planet junk. Wrestling in a okay game gem. Okay, guys, so uh, what I've done in Super Fun 10 Club Tradition is prepare a little halftime quiz for you all. Um, Has it got a jingle? <laughs> halftime quiz. Oh, nice. <laughs> wow. Okay, so we'll, we'll split this into three rounds. Well, uh, we'll... values on this show. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we'll split it into three rounds. One of them is um, sort of a round where we kind of guess at something, see who gets closest. The That's second round... Yep. So the second round is just a series of questions. Again, that's third, just a quiz. Uh, the third <laughs> one has a bit of a more of a multiple choice bent. Wow. Uh, quiz? But they're all to do with um, quizzes, wrestling games. Okay. Not necessarily retro ones. Just Am I going to be made to look stupid here? Is this a... if you, if I get more points than you do on this, then you you just I won't even bother. As a difference to the other quizzes that we've done so far, I've actually got some pen and paper here. And I've got oh, wow, down the scores. Quizzes, yeah. Then. Yeah, so yeah. we're actually going to uh, have a winner out of this one. Excellent. Okay, so round one. Uh, hopping over to the WCW side of the fence for a moment. Um, ah, you Hulk Hogan. <laughs> what was the year of the first WCW licensed game that was released? And of which format? Before, so, before we go to this, Dave, how, yes. are we just shouting out answers? Yeah, uh, you like, can all give your answers. You can all right. give your answers, um, and when you have all given your answers, I will reveal the answer, right. the actual answer, and um, you will get one point for a correct format and one point for the correct year. Um, can we make sure Oliver year. goes first each time, just so there's <laughs> definitely no copying? I've got, the, I've got some insight, but I don't really have an answer. 
Uh, I'd, I'd like to hear the insight first. I've got the well, insight. It's not, it's, not so, it's not so much insight. I just I have I have a recollection that there was there was a WCW game that came out on the NES really early. I'm going to say like '89 or '90, and then there wasn't another one that came out for like a good four years after that. I missed the question. Can you just repeat the question? Okay. So, um, what was the year the first WCW licensed game was released, and on what format? One point for the format, one point for the year. Uh, like you, you can give the same answers if you like. Right. Okay. So all over them. Let's first go to Oliver. Um, <laughs> so, could I first take the uh, the format that you think the first will be used? Just uh, future rules. No one gives insight until Oliver's answered. We want to see how far out he is with stuff. I don't think it's going to help him much. <laughs> no, but it might have been like. Oh, that sounds like 2018. <laughs> oh God. Uh, I mean, WCW. It's the nineties. Uh, let's go for. I'm so bad at even consoles. I can't even think what consoles were on the 90s. Uh, we'll go for SNES. <laughs> okay, so Oliver's going with SNES for the format and the year? 1993. Okay, so next I'll go up to Sean, I think. Uh, yeah, so as I previously stated, if I remember this correctly, there was one that came out in... I'm going to say 90 on the NES, and then like no. I say, like the, the, the next one wasn't until like 94 or 95 on the SNES. Okay. I probably just completely made that up, but I feel like <laughs> you only think you can remember something, but who knows? Who knows? My brain's pretty, pretty tricky. <laughs> and yourself, Stephen? Um, yeah, I kind of I, I agree with Sean's analogy. I played the um, the SNES one this week, but not the not the NES one. I feel like it's. In my head, I was, I'm sure there was like a, a Game Boy one as well. Um, but yeah, I, I do remember playing the NES one about six months ago. Um, it looked like it should have come out in about the late 80s, but WCW wouldn't have been around, especially not to make games until Eric and, judging by who, I think Sting and Flair would have been in it. I'm going to, I reckon it was 91 on the NES. So you're going to go for 1991 on yeah. the NES. That sounds about I didn't do as well as I thought. I didn't do as bad as I thought I would have done. Still time. Okay, so I can reveal that the correct answer was yes, it came out on the NES. So that's a point there to both Sean and Stephen. Uh, but it actually came out in 1989. Oh, see, that's, oh wow. see, I did say 89 <laughs> in my initial. As, but I was like, I nah, that's, that's, don't count. That's too early. That's yeah, it looked early. like it, it looked like it came out in 89, but it just. I felt like WCW. That's on record. This bit... is this has been recorded. That's on record <laughs> that I initially said '89 or '90. For context for people, I was born in '91. I didn't start gaming until the earliest PS1. Even then, I classed myself as a gamer until Xbox first Xbox era. Yeah, but Oliver, you're you're a retro game fanatic. You're on this podcast. <laughs> I remember. I remember it's like a control sample. <laughs> you know, who Hitler is. You know who Hitler is. You're aware of. Uh, I don't know. Pop. I'm I'm aware of Hitler. Hitler. I wouldn't know what year he was born in. <laughs> I, 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 there's definitely no way I ever saw this WCW game in, in the UK. No. Um, no. I, so, you know, we, we, we were only going off what we've uh, found out since then. Yeah. All right, Dave. Um, yeah, actually, just bringing up the Wikipedia page right now, um, it actually wasn't released in Europe. We got a Japanese release date, <laughs> we got a North American release date. So, yeah, that sounds I mean, right. if you remember that at all, I'd, I'd say that's pretty good going. Um, so that's one point to Sean and Stephen. Uh, Sean getting closest on the date there. Uh, we'll move on to the next question. Uh, no so points closest. One and a half points at the very least. <laughs> uh, we, we're not doing half points on this one, I'm afraid. Dave's a stickler. Yeah, <laughs> Dave's a hard taskmaster. Uh, 
Uh, we, we've had a few quizzes on on this show, and uh, you, you know they've been a bit sloppy. I'm just trying to bring the standard right. up a bit. Okay, um, so this is another question where I'm going to ask you for. Um, I, I'm actually going to ask you this time for a, a number and um, two numbers, in fact. Uh, so what? What, w- <laughs> what WWE branded game released since 2000 on a non-handheld console? Has the lowest Metacritic score. Mm. <laughs> uh, so I'm going to ask Am you. Am I allowed to look at a list of wrestling games? No. Right. You've got to guess a name of a wrestling <laughs> game. <laughs> uh, oh actually, um, since I asked for two numbers, I'll, I'll clarify that. So I'm going to give you the clue that it was a WrestleMania game. All right. Uh, so it was WWE WrestleMania. Mm. And uh, what was its Metacritic score? Okay, well, there's only two of them, so this shouldn't be that hard. What wrestle, but Oliver, you go game? first. What even, what <laughs> well, I'll go with the uh, the WrestleMania game that I do know, which is uh, WWE WrestleMania, the arcade game. Okay, okay. so he said that <laughs> doesn't uh, doesn't give you any kind of slight clue that that might be wrong. <laughs> no, that's what he's gone for. No, no okay, yeah, so I'll, I'll accept that. Why not? And uh, what was you said, non handheld, Dave. Yeah, non handheld. That's true. Last time you picked up an arcade, Dave. <laughs> okay. Uh, so, what Metacritic score did you think WrestleMania the arcade game got? Metacritic's out of 100, isn't it, right? Yeah. Yeah, so we'll go for uh, 27. Okay, having just played that game, do you think it deserves a Metacritic 27? <laughs> well, no. I don't work for Metacritic, do I? <laughs> okay, uh, Sean? I'm obviously wrong either way, Dave. <laughs> I'm not disputing that. Um, Actually, I, I've just realised it would probably be quite unrealistic for you to get the actual Metacritic score out of 100 different yeah, uh, it would. possibilities. So I, if you get within 10, I will award a point. Generous. So, so I'm looking for a, a WrestleMania game released post-2000. Is this correct? That's right. Yeah, on a non-handheld console. On a non-handheld. The only thing that I can possibly think of is that one that came out for GameCube. I think WrestleMania 19, possibly. I don't even know. I can't think of any any other game with the title WrestleMania offhand, and I, I have no idea. That's that's like that's the one where you like throwing people off buildings and stuff. It's like you're working. Yeah, I, working I might on be revisiting that one. There. I might be revisiting that one in a later question. So try not to give too much away there. Oh, oh. okay, fair. <laughs> um, I, like I say, that's the only, that's the only thing that I can think of that would fit with the parameters of the clues that have been given. So that's the only answer that I can possibly give at this juncture. Okay. Um, yeah, that's fine. And it got a. Well, out of a hundred. Out of a hundred. Oh, okay, right. So, even if I got the even if I got the game wrong, if I get if I can get close oh, to what yeah. the, yeah, the worst Metacritic score is. So the worst ever rated wrestling related game since two thousand probably got a Metacritic score of like fifty two, maybe. Seems seems reasonable. Fifty two. Okay, and Stephen, uh, going over to you. Okay, so. As far as I'm aware, there's only been like three, it could be. So the WrestleMania 2000, I'm pretty sure that was actually based on WrestleMania 15 um, or seven, no, 17. So it would have been 1999. I, I was that thinking that was, that was out before. That was, yeah. So, yeah I struck I, that off because I think that was before. Yeah, so I think that one came out before. It was You're two on the game. out my research into this question now. I'm, I'm actually having to go to Metacritic to look it up. <laughs> okay. So yeah, I think WrestleMania 2000, because I'm pretty sure No Mercy came out in 2000, so WrestleMania 2000 must have come out the year before. Mm-hmm. Um, the GameCube had two. It had WrestleMania 18 and WrestleMania 19, I believe. Oh, okay. 
Um, unless, yeah, it can't have been 20, so it must have been 18 and 19. Um, and then it also had the other two Day Reckoning games after that. That was it for WrestleMania games. Um, out of the two, 18 was the worst. Uh, so I'm going to say WrestleMania 18, and I'm going to say it got 63. I, I went down the same thought process, to be honest. <clears throat> <laughs> okay, so Stephen's gone for WrestleMania 18 and 963. I could actually reveal to you that the answer is um, WrestleMania 21 for the Xbox. Yeah. Oh. WrestleMania 21? I don't remember that Anyone one. remember that one? Yeah, I don't even remember no, that. no. Yeah, WWE WrestleMania 21 for the original Xbox scored a Metacritic rating of 56. Wow. So um, I think that puts... So that have been after Raw 2 then? I guess um, yeah, it must have been. Must have been yeah, Raw, Raw 2 was a similar so. time to the... Yeah, it must have been when Day of Reckoning was coming out on GameCube. Yeah, the, the first Raw was sort of like around yeah, the launch title. I do vaguely remember it now you mention it. <clears throat> so that's another point to yeah, Sean and Stephen. Putting them tight on two wait, points. Wait, why, why does Stephen get a point here, exactly? Uh, oh, for getting within 10 of the Metacritic score. Sure, you've got to get the what, game right what, to get the since, what, what, right. since when was that part it's of my the, show. Since when was that part of the deal? <laughs> I have to look like a genius on this show. <laughs> Dave, do, do, I make, do I make this check out to your full name? Or... <laughs> yeah, yes, please. Yes, please. Uh, so the next round is going to be uh, just a series of quick-fire questions. Uh, not expecting all of it to do incredibly well with these, to be honest with you. Uh, but I'll be addressing you, think wrong. you in turn. So, All right, okay. Let's see how many questions I've got. Quick fire. I, I think right. we've got two questions each year. So, what, um, we're calling this a lightning round, Dave? We'll call it a lightning round. Why not? Okay. Um, so uh, I'm going to start with Stephen, I think, for this one. Um, so uh, I'm going to test your knowledge of a game that you profess to love here. So Okay. Um, let's get it right. Uh, when were the WWE card game with authorities' servers officially shut down? Uh-huh. Uh, two points for a quick answer on all of these questions, by the way. Okay, so there's a timer here. It came out in 2001. It was around for a couple of years. I reckon it got shut down in probably 2004, the servers. 2004. I'm going to go 2004. Right, the correct answer was actually 2003. Sorry about that. Oh. Let's go over to uh, Oliver next, let's say. Um, so... I'm going to ask Oliver, Wait which on, WWE man. superstar lent his name to an iOS drag racing game in 2018? <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to go with uh, Stone Cold Steve Austin. Uh, incorrect. It was John Cena. Oh, I'm not on that far off the buff bald. <laughs> me, me and Pete were both, me and Sean were both nodding at that one, saying, <laughs> yeah, yeah, we knew that. Good old bald John Cena. Yeah. <laughs> infamous, infamous, infamous for his boldness. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Okay. His little hair. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Sean. Uh, Smackdown just bring it featured a new metal star as a playable character. Who was it? Uh, Fred Durst. Bing. How did he get the uh, easy one? That was, yeah, that was, that was pretty easy. Like, to be fair. That's yeah, you asked me that. I got that right. Be nice. I'm the guest. <laughs> fair enough. <laughs> okay, uh, who did it go with first? Was it Steven? Uh, Steven. What Mortal Kombat character? Joined the WWE cast for the Android struck iOS fighter WWE Immortals, which was shut down last month, sadly. <laughs> um, I've, I've actually played that game, but I, d- I don't remember any Mortal Kombat characters in. I assume they were. I- I'm going to go with Sonya Blade just because of the Ronda Rousey connection. Bam! It was actually uh, Johnny Cage. Ah. Obviously. Because of the Miz connection, perhaps? Maybe. Somewhat. Probably because of no connection. Yeah. <laughs> Johnny Cage. 
so we'll go with uh, Oliver next. Um, I'm going to give you a bit of a chance with this one since you're uh, currently trailing by quite some distance. <laughs> I'm going to give you uh, a, a question where each correct answer is worth one point. There's two answers for it. <laughs> oh, yay. Oh, easy. So um, uh, the two female wrestlers, Dawn Marie and Stacey Keebler, had unusual oh, finishing yeah, yeah, moves yeah. in, in the yeah. game of WrestleMania 19. What <laughs> yeah, were yeah. they? Uh, they were the nipple twist and the buttcracker. It's not far off. It's actually not that bad. Far Can we pass? Then. So okay. I, 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 is it the stink face and the, uh, I guess it was the Bronco Buster? Did you want to do that? Um, so what I've got here is Don Marie had a, a, a forced kiss oh, uh, okay. as her finisher. And Stacey Keebler had a butt wiggle at the opponent. Oh, uh, come on. I, that's I right, think, maybe I want to go there. <laughs> I think that's close enough to a butt cracker that I might go bing and award Oliver. Yeah, I, I do know Because yeah. you, could, you, could you could change your male character to do those moves and it was always <laughs> quite amusing. You change Mark Henry to win with a butt wiggle. Uh, Sean, what was the name of the name? What was, what was the name of the name? That's what I've written down here. What was the name of the name of the vehicular vehicular? Is that is that what you say? Vehicular combat game. Vehicular. Vehicular. Crush hour. I'm going to stop you before you. Even Crush finish. hour. Yeah. Okay, Crush I was going to say it. Releasing Crush game hour, yeah. in 2003. I can only remember one vehicular combat <laughs> wrestling related game, so I'll I'll cease your. Did um, you ever play it? Uh, no, I did not ever no, play I it. it. I refused to. <laughs> <laughs> it's an odd one, wasn't it? Like, there's not been many like non. Wrestling WWE licensed video games. Can you think of any others? I bet there's more other than, than like iPad stuff. Yeah, I bet there's more than like you you think there are, but I can't think of any off the top of my head. No, no. mate, like, mate, like potentially that All Stars one might count, and potentially the WrestleMania arcade game might count to yeah, an extent. Maybe, but, yeah. I don't know. not quite as much as random cars. No, no, no. no. Okay, okay. Go so I'm going to call, give that a big bing, and um, so that's the end of that round, the quick fire one. So uh, as the as the scores stand, Oliver is trailing on one point, Stephen has two points, and Sean is way ahead of the pack with six. I'm only one point behind you, Steve. <laughs> so for this third round, I'm going to go around you all in turn and ask you to name the wrestlers featured in the 1993 Sega CD game, Rage in the Cage. Oh, Ooh, um, so there's... Uh, one point available for each uh, one that you managed to correctly identify. If you get one wrong, you're out. Uh, no, no, you uh-huh. just uh, get to guess again. I'm, I'm only going to go around you all uh, three times, though, so you get a limited amount of goes. Um, so let's first go to Sean on this one. One of the wrestlers featured in the 1993 Sega CD game, Rage in the Cage. Uh, Bret Hart. Bret Hart, yeah, is correct. One point to Sean. Boom. Uh, Stephen. As they say. Oh, if I say this one, then Pete will get a point because forget the next one. <laughs> what? You can't, you can't use the same character as somebody else. I should clear that up as well. No, no, yeah, I go with that. Um... <laughs> <laughs> you, can't just... you can't give the can't same answer to someone else and just get a point. Brett, yeah. ah. You can't just say Brett Hart. <laughs> I should probably clarify. You don't need uh, to clarify that. <laughs> Do no, my, point was, my point was if I say a tag team wrestler, then someone else, well, obviously not Oliver, but then Pete would then know who the other one is. So hey, I, don't, I, don't need, I don't need your help, mate. I don't need <laughs> but your to help. To be fair, I, I, I need my help, and I don't remember that one, so I'm going to go with Brian Nobbs. Brian Nobbs, it, <laughs> he was on there, yeah, correct. Oh, wait, what is that of a name? <laughs> uh, wait till you hear his tag team name, uh, member's name. Uh, Oliver. Uh, Oliver knows it. Nineteen ninety what, three? Yeah. Like Hulk Hogan. Hulk Hogan. Was not featured. I'm afraid. Come on, Oliver. 
This must have been during one of his, uh, I don't know, difficult years, I imagine. This was uh, when he went to. Oh yeah, he left in '93. So I don't. Um, it must have been late '93. Because no, they, this is this is this is had... the interim period. This is this is pre WrestleMania return. I think. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he, he gets no, a, a huff on from now and again, <laughs> doesn't he? And, <laughs> so I did know. always want this game, but I never had it. And I remember trying it on an emulator a couple of years ago, but it just didn't quite oh, work well. It's not great. No. Was yeah, '93 the end? The year that WCW ended? Then. No. <laughs> You're about nearly a decade too late. <laughs> what the hell? It's close to when WCW started. Like. Yeah, maybe that's what you're thinking. <laughs> uh, so we'll go back to Sean. You got any other um, guesses for the? Uh, yeah, I'm going to go with Flexi Lexi Lex Luger Luther Luger Man. Go Lex on. Luger is correct. That's another point to you. So there you go. I'm, I'm leaving you with you. You're the Jerry Sags boy. <laughs> Jerry Sags. <laughs> Uh, wanting it now. Yeah. Tag team <laughs> member of Brian Nobbs, in case you're wondering, Oliver. He's uh he's also in there. Oh yeah, obviously. Because <laughs> Brian Nobbs and Jerry Sags. Do uh, Oliver, got any other ideas? <laughs> oh yeah, loads. Yeah, yeah. I'm just I'm just, just, I'm, just some I'm just gonna I'm just gonna pick one that um isn't gonna lead these two into an easy answer, that's all. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um oh, God. <laughs> Doink the Clown? I'm afraid Doink the Clown did not feature <laughs> in Chris <Christian Wilder. laughs> Although we could have done, that was actually a pretty good guess. I was thinking like... Oh, yeah, it was probably the same era, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, no, that was that was a fair that was a fair shot. Okay. I reckon it probably got like... They probably licensed characters probably late 92, you imagine. Mm. So it would have been slightly too early for Doink. Yeah. Depends when it came out in 93, but I'm assuming you're like... Also, okay. we're we're overanalyzing this way too yeah. much. <laughs> <laughs> kind of. Uh, we'll go back to Sean for his final answer. Oh yeah. Uh, oh god. Um, I think Razor Ramon was on there. Razor Ramon was in there, so that's three for three. Well done. Oh, that was going to be my other answer. Stephen. Um, Sean Michaels has surely got to be in there. Sean Michaels was in there. Three for three. Oliver, you want to make it one for three? Uh, I, can't, I literally can't even think of anywhere else. The Undertaker. There the Undertaker go. was in there. So oh, there yes. we the point. Go the point on. Well done. Uh, so looking at the scores, uh, we've got Sean still in the lead with nine points. Stephen is uh, not catching up, but uh, pulling away with five points. Oliver's on two. Um, and we got <laughs> one more round here. Uh, this is very similar to the last round. Uh, you know, you'll all get three guesses. Um, subset of wrestlers, and I want you to name any wrestler featured as a cover star of the SmackDown versus Raw series that run from 2004 to 2011. Um, I'm also going to say that you get two points for anybody who hasn't won any of the WWE Heavyweight Championships. Mm. Um, if you correctly guess the only female cover star of that era, or anybody who isn't a wrestler as their primary job. Uh, do you do you understand all that? Do you need me to repeat? No, yeah, we get it. It's just tough. Okay. Uh, so I'm going to start with Stephen for this one. Oh, geez. Um, so it's so any cover just, star. Just SmackDown versus Raw. Just SmackDown versus Raw. Any cover oh, star. Right. Two points for somebody who hasn't won the WWE Heavyweight Championship, the female cover star, or somebody who wasn't primarily a wrestler. Oh, man, this is tough. All right, I'm gonna, I'll, I'll go with... Um... I'll go with the big show. 
the Big Show, I do not have down. No, he That's wasn't. Terrible. On there. I would have gone I've no idea. <laughs> I was thinking it was on the ECW one box. Strange, but... Yeah, it would have. It wouldn't have even got me like big points or anything. <laughs> <laughs> I just what, thought no one else will get in. Was that one for the SmackDown vs Raw series? Yeah, it was the SmackDown vs Raw featuring ECW. I think it was like two thousand and six. It probably would have been. Okay, hopefully that isn't one that I've. It might, it, might not, it might not be on it. I, just, I, was just trying to, I, just, I did an impression who was on it. I, I was just thinking of the main line numbered SmackDown versus Raw series. Uh, we'll go to Oliver for the next one. Did it have numbers? <coughs> Raw, 2006, oh, 2006. Years, yeah. Yeah, yeah it would have been, yeah. But yeah, it's fine. Um... <laughs> so these are fairly modern wrestlers, I suppose. Uh... You're talking like probably 2003 to about 2012-ish, maybe? There's not? probably something. I've never played it. I mean, have we played SmackDown versus Raw at yours at any point, Steve? No, we'd have moved on to newer ones by then. Oh, great. So I've literally never even potentially seen a cover of these and never played them. <laughs> uh, I'll stick with the one of the uh, classics that I've gone with so far with The, the Undertaker. Uh, the Undertaker was on there. Uh, <laughs> yes! That's for one point. Oh, right. Okay. Oh, man. The best. Okay, Sean. Um, see, my knowledge of wrestling games of this, it, well, anything other than the sort of really old ones is probably pretty poor. So I'm I'm struggling to, but but like when I'm picturing the covers, I can I can picture a lot like multiple people on, yeah. on quite a lot of them. So I'm thinking like basically anybody from that era that I say is, do you know what I mean? Any of the main event type guys. Well, it's not big show. Yeah, sure. I've got twelve. <laughs> I, yeah, I've got yeah, twelve so, separate ones. So if I go for like if I go for like the obvious in John Cena, then I'm going to at least get a point out. I would imagine. Uh, yeah, absolutely. John Cena was on there. Um, I hope you weren't expecting me to tell you which year the cover stars were on because I don't. I don't, no, 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 I don't I've I, just I, got a big list. I really don't care. I could. Tell <laughs> <you>. <laughs> uh, back right. to Stephen. I'm going to go with Bobby Lashley. Oh wow! Bobby Lashley was one of the two pointers, being yeah. the uh, somebody who never won any of the WWE Heavyweight Championships. Yeah, I think he was and on two. ECW heavyweight championship. Does that not count? No. Are we getting are we gonna get bogged down with semantics here? I think he was it was like it was, I was one really of the hoping characters on the uh, one with the Undertaker. I think it was two thousand and eight. I was really hoping somebody wouldn't try and fight me there over a technicality because yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, we'll edit it out and we'll we'll have Pete saying yes. <laughs> yes, I agree. Okay. So that's a two points for that one. Uh Oliver. <laughs> and uh now I've completely dried up. Uh, I'm going to go... Because she said there was one that wasn't primarily a fighter. Yeah. Uh, primarily a wrestler, do you say? That's correct, yeah. Uh, shot in the dark, Brock, Brock Lesnar. Brock Lesnar was not on there, unfortunately. Uh, Sorry about that. Uh, Sean? Was it me again? Oh, God. God. Okay, so... Yeah, I mean, I'm 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 way in the lead points wise, so I suppose I can be a bit more like, um, throw caution to the wind, take a risk, and try and get the one female. That's what I was thinking. About. Uh, the only the uh, the only sort of feasible name that I can come up with is Trish Stratus. Now that'd be way too late as well, wouldn't it? That couldn't be. Okay, well, I've already said it now, folks. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, I could give you an opportunity to change your answer if you like. No, for a one point. That would, that would be very poor quiz mastering. I will not allow that. 
A permissive quiz mastering. Not <laughs> no, it's got, to, it's got to be you can change your answer, but you lose a point. No, but if you let him change his answer, then he's got to try picking another woman and he doesn't know who to pick. So well, he might have been. Way, this way he's got his out. Yeah, I can't, yeah I'm, I'm, I'll, I'll stick with that if I can't think about else. Although yeah. it obviously is wrong because you wouldn't have given me the opportunity to answer otherwise. <laughs> you don't know how Again, to do Very, very poor quiz mastering. Four out of ten. I'm afraid that was the wrong answer. Oh. Sorry, Sean. <laughs> yeah, no shit. <laughs> <laughs> Do I get bonus points for a tag team? Um, no. Oh, okay. Oh, just one point for each. Uh, Stephen, your last answer. What are the scores so far? Do I need a decent answer or can I just win with a one-pointer? Okay, so you will be on seven. Uh, Sean is on ten. <laughs> so, yeah, you can't catch up anyway. All oh, right, okay. So just for pride. I might as well go with something amazing then. <laughs> <laughs> We've still got the female wrestler and the uh, person that's not primarily a wrestler. Right, okay. Um, that's two pointers. Oh, man, not primarily. It's like a competition. Why don't you say it can give three answers, but every one that's wrong, he loses a point. Could win then. That would kind of undermine my entire It would undermine quiz. everything, yeah. but it adds a bit of, a bit of uh, excitement to the podcast, Dave. <laughs> I, th- I think right. uh, it's got enough excitement. <laughs> if yeah, anything, we need to take some away. Stop the stop this part. I can't think. I can't at all think who who the female would be. Um, the, for the the non wrestler, I mean, I'm, I'm tempted to go with Shane McMahon, but I'm going to go with an, an, an obvious answer, and I'm going to go with uh, Shawn Michaels because him and Triple H were on the uh, 2007 one as DX when the fancy tag team stuff came in. So Shawn Michaels is my answer. Shawn Michaels, yep, he was featured. I know he was, I just told you when he was on and everything. (laughs) Uh, Oliver? Yeah, but that's only one point, though. He's not a non wrestler That is one point, yeah. (laughs) He is now. (laughs) (laughs) I was was more thinking somebody whose job isn't. I'm not saying he's never been in a wrestling ring, you know, just a. It's not his thing. I'm going to go with the only other wrestler that is fairly recent that I can think of. And the only reason I know his name is is purely not down to wrestling whatsoever and go with uh, Dave Batista. Uh, Dave Batista was on one of those. <laughs> yes. Well done. <laughs> and Sean, your final answer? You want to uh, sort of go for the non-wrestler or the woman, just to yeah, sort it's of... like I'm sure we're going to find out momentarily. But this whole non-wrestler and, and uh, female cover star is really doing my Sweden. I'm, um... I'm going to take a guess here that, that you've, you've mentioned that there's obviously multiple people that are on the covers. Is the female cover star like way in the distance in the background somewhere? I, I actually were quite impressed that she was given a fairly prominent position. To be honest, <laughs> it's not Vicky. Okay, Vicky Guerrero. I'm afraid not. Sure. What that mean, man? Okay, well, I can reveal to you that the... Uh, hang on, email hang was... on. Let's give yeah. you a last chance to guess them. So, so yeah, for, <laughs> you, you want a whole extra just, round? Just for fun. Is that no, what you no, Just so, for fun. So, so the ones just going through my head for the non-wrestler ones are either Shane McMahon, uh, Floyd Mayweather, for when he was mm. around at that point. I mean, isn't or, Shane McMahon it, primarily a wrestler? Or would you or, think of him more as a... Paul Heyman would have been the other one. But, yeah. Mm. Um, no, I wouldn't say Shane was primarily a wrestler, but he does wrestle. No. But yeah, yeah, it's gone in. Who was the uh, non-wrestler? In? The non-wrestler was uh, Vince McMahon, right? Who appeared oh, yeah. on the? Uh, yeah, like I say, he's been in wrestling before, obviously, but um, you know, not somebody I always considered that was his main job. No, that's uh, just as soon as you say it, it's like, what? How, why on earth did that not occur to me? That's I just thought him because of years that he would probably want he want on TV as much unless he was giving away a million pound badly. 
It was actually yeah. the only cover star of the first SmackDown versus World game. It was just his face. Oh, it was, yeah. Cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Red oh, yeah, 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 of course. So, it's a female one then. The only one I, I was thinking maybe like Stacey Keebler. That was, uh, no, no, no. I mean, to be honest, it's not somebody who I'm incredibly familiar with. It was actually Tori Wilson. Oh, yeah, that was a bit of an able one. I could want to stay scared, but yeah, she was. I've actually looked it up while I've been looking at that, and it was the. That, that the must cover. have been the one where she could shake her ass as a move. I, I just can't think at what point in history was Tori Wilson a big enough star? As in, like, post kind of like uh, invasion era. At what point in history was she a big enough 2007, star? 2007, apparently. Yeah. 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 Well, fair dues. Yeah. Well, colour me purple and tickle. Yeah, because I would say it's literally the, the cover where you're like, uh, I think you'll find that he was on the cover of this 2007 SmackDown versus Raw. Yeah, it was the same colour that she was on. All right, okay. So yeah, strange, strange choice indeed. Yeah. Anyway, uh, so that would leave the final scores sitting out. Uh, Sean would be on 10, despite only getting one point that round. Um, Stephen will be on 8, and Oliver has made up a bit of the distance on 4. I'm happy with well done, Sean. Um, <laughs> your belt is in the post. Which uh, You've you got that belt made, haven't you, Stephen? Uh, yeah, it's in yeah, the post. You know what we're talking about. <laughs> Yeah, it's in the post with your check, Dave. Oh, <laughs> uh, Dave. Yes. You got, have you got uh, your phone on you? Yeah. Google SmackDown versus Raw 2011, and then I want an apology. It's like there's two different covers of SmackDown versus Raw. Right? Yeah, there is. And oh, well, I, I was thinking of the, the, uh, the American covers. Well, why? Why would you? <laughs> why, why would I know that? I should have specified, I suppose. Uh, I'm pretty sure there was two different covers in North America. It was just it, you could you choose what cover you wanted, and I chose the Big Show one. If I'd have known, it'd come back to haunt me. I'd have got the bloody <laughs> one with Randy Orton in the middle, wouldn't I? Hang on, hang on. But weirdly, I, I have written down the Miz, who's also on the right there. But I've just not written down the Big Show. <laughs> <laughs> you bloody bastard. Oh, man. I, 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 I apologize, Stephen. That brings you to nine points. Uh, it's spitting distance of of Sean Stuttle. Right. Um, oh, wait, hold on. Did I hear right that I actually uh, I actually beat Sean on last round? Uh, you did. Yeah, you got one more point. <laughs> Suck it. <laughs> I'd, I'd rather not. If that's <laughs> Taste All the right, pain. So that's that's the end of uh, Dave's Dave's quiz. Yeah, Oliver, have you got a closing jingle for the quiz? Like you had an opening one. End of the quiz. Quiz. Okay, welcome back to the second half of our WrestleMania special podcast. In this half of the show, we're going to be talking about the complete history uh, up to uh, 2000, the way we're ending it, of WWF licensed uh, wrestling games. So uh, we're going to start off way back in uh, 1987. So the first one that came out, um, I've never played it, Micro League Wrestling on the Commodore 64 and on the Atari. So I'm guessing no one's played this game. Am I right about that? I've, I've played it. You played it wow, Dave. Played it, Obviously, yeah. you played it in the last 24 hours. Correct. Yeah. 
Yeah, I've never out. even heard of it. I mean, you wouldn't even no. know that it was a WWE game, would you? Being yeah, called Micro League Wrestling. I mean, you, you would if you've seen the box. It's got Hulk Hogan on the cover. There's a WWF logo on the bottom right. But yeah, it's called Micro League Wrestling, apparently part of the Micro League Sport series I've never heard of and made by Micro League, who also I'd never heard of at the time. Um, yes, yeah, so it came out Commodore 64 and Atari originally in 87, and then two years later it was ported to the DOS and uh, Amiga, the DOS, to DOS and Amiga. Yeah, Amiga's um, where I played it. And it's um, yeah, it's weird. It's a, it's, it's like a turn. I, I've had a look at it. It's a, it's a turn-based uh, game. You've got like text down either side, um, and then you've got like a, a still image in the middle that changes depending on what happens. And you text on either side, just like a list of moves: a punch, kick, uh, leg drop, or whatever block. And then, so Dave, I, I've, I've only seen it. I've not played it. How how on earth does that game work? Okay, so it, it's either two players or one player against the AI. You get given a list of moves uh, down the left and right hand side of the screen, uh, which I, I imagine would be a bit of a problem if you're playing two players, since there's no way to sort of like hide your move from the other person without maybe putting a piece of cardboard right in the middle of the, the screen or something and sitting either side of it. Uh, but um, yeah, each character's got a few basic moves, a few special, and a, and, um, a face or heel move, which you can call upon. Uh, so you basically you you both select a move, and I think how it works is a random number generator decides whether you are successful or not in that move. So the challenge of it is, uh, you could either go with a, a a move that is likely to be pulled off and do a little bit of damage, or a move that is less likely to be pulled off and do more heavy damage, or or this special face or heel move which does a lot of damage, but has only got a tiny chance of actually occurring. Right. And uh, as as you do this, um, the there's digitized stills of real wrestling matches in the middle of the screen, which kind of play out what you've just done. And uh, the objective is to sort of uh, cause a, a certain amount of damage to the other player. So what's the, what's the roster like on this? Is it is there <clears throat> okay. a few people to choose from? Or? So you get uh, the Amiga version that I played. Um, it, it's just Hulk Hogan versus Randy Savage on <laughs> one disc. And the <clears throat> second disc contains uh, another um, matchup, I think. I... I did, don't think I wrote which one that was down. Yeah, but that yeah, um, play Randy Savage versus Hulk Hogan. <laughs> yeah, quite possibly. I mean, yeah, I mean, um, yeah, yeah, it's. It, it, so it, I guess you've got some commentary at the bottom. Is it Vince McMahon and Jesse the Body Ventura? Is that yes, indeed? Yeah, that's correct. So they'll uh, sort of have a little uh, powwow down at the bottom while you uh, while you move. The, the cover has a, a really odd picture of Hulk Hogan, and he looks like he's in so much pain. <laughs> You don't pick the jumper, come on. Yeah, it's also got P match, uh, P match, pre match interviews and entrances. Um, uh, it's pretty unfathomable without the manual. I, I assume like this was back in the days where every, everybody would read the manual. We've just got um, we've got a playthrough up on the on the screen in the room like right now, so we're uh, so we're, we're watching it as we speak. And it's like I'm, I'm, I'm every time I look at C sixty four games, I always seem to think this because it's like the the amount of uh, detail that they managed to get considering the limitations of the system. Uh, I'm not like particularly uh, technologically um, educated on it or whatever, but it's like, there's a really specific kind of technique that they had to use to get the graphics. Uh, that was like totally different to like other systems at the time. It's, it's amazing. Yeah. Like it's, it's, so, it's such like an impressive kind of art style. Like when you think about like pointillism or something like that, it's, uh, 
yeah, it's quite amazing these sort of like photorealistic style graphics that we're looking at right now. I mean, obviously they haven't stood the test of time amazingly well. They don't look like and there's, good. There's by no animation standards. at all. It's just, yeah, and it's just all photos, stills. But, but just just given like like I say, just the limitations, it's really it's really impressive. They could just like even get these still images to look anything like that at all. And like particularly in 1987s, crazy. I mean, to be fair, I could probably do this on paint. <laughs> yeah, um, but by taking the image and actually sort of compressing it down or something, make, making it purposefully worse. Yeah, I think that's the thing. I mean, obviously, they've managed to fit it onto a disc, which was, um, what was the disc? 1.66 megabytes? Uh, 1.4. Was it even that then? Was that? Uh, possibly not. Um, I never had a Commodore 64. No, so I might, yeah, less than that. So you're going to have to really be careful, like, what you put in the image, because obviously they only really use two colors in the image. Yeah, like Sean says, back in those days, like um, making a, a workable game was always a fight against the hardware, and you had to use all kinds of uh, clever programming tricks to to even get the screen to scroll in a in a smooth kind of fashion. So, did, did you enjoy what you played in this game, Dave? Um, uh, not really, to be honest. Although I think it's a very interesting idea, I'd like to see yeah. it explored again by a more modern game. Um, I, do we? I'm going to dazzle you with my wrestling um, terms knowledge at the moment. Do we have to keep this kayfabe? Do you have to keep it kayfabe? Um, no, it's not the 70s. You'd probably be all right. <laughs> yeah, so I've always thought it'd be a, a great idea. So, like, rather than having a wrestling game being concerned with, like, whittling an opponent's health down enough to pin them, that the uh, the, the idea of it is to sort of, like, have some kind of turn-based system where you would uh, sort of... The, the idea is to put on a, a good show and get over with the crowd, uh, regardless of the result of the actual wrestling match. I mean, the only other game this is like is like the aforementioned uh, with authority, the card game. It's a similar thing. It's turn-based moves. Um, it's just that was done with cards and had a lot more depth to it than this. But um, yeah, for, I mean, for nineteen eighty-seven, it was an it was an interesting idea. I, I don't. I mean, I guess I'd have been three, so I'd have been thrilled with it. But you know, I can't imagine coming back to it in the nineties. I'd have been too happy about it. I'd say nineteen eighty-seven. It was an interesting idea for a wrestling game. It wasn't necessarily just an idea in general. I'm sure there was more fun to be had with with two players, sort of in general, on the Commodore sixty-four. Um, you could play this across a modem, which I think is probably fairly unusual for the time. Well, yeah, I'd imagine it is. All right, well, we'll we'll move on from that piece of garbage. Um, so, so the next game on the list then is a WWF WrestleMania on the NES that came out. Um, a couple of years after this, 1989, that was uh, by Rare. Um, so yeah, that, that's that's the first. Um, well, it's the first WWF game that's, that's that kind of uh, has the is, name in the title. <laughs> the, the, well, yeah, that has it has the name in the title, and um, yeah, it, it kind of kept that kind of standard for quite a while. So it's basically, I guess, it, there's not much wrestling involved. It's very much sort of just punch and kick, move around a ring. Uh, like most of the uh, early most 90s games. games were. Um, did you, is this another one you had to go on, Dave? Yeah. Um, I, you say there's no strategy. There were a couple of sort of moves that you could use. I didn't to say there's no strategy. I said there's not many moves. Or no well, moves. Yeah, really. no, it's punch and kick, pretty much. Yeah, it's, it's, pretty much, it's like a fighter, isn't it, really? Sure, yeah. There's moves you could do to hit people sort of facing away from you and... Um, yeah, there's a you could you could climb on the turnbuckle. Like, I suppose this is the start of the era of wrestling and avoid games. Like this seems to characterize a lot of the uh, games that played very early on. In in that you know, uh, there's no sort of uh, accoutrements outside the ring. It's just a, a ring. Whoa, whoa, whoa. let's back up a second here. <laughs> what is that word? Um, I, you, you know, there's just no kind of like decoration outside of the ring. It's just a ring in a black void, surrounded by blackness. <laughs> 
<laughs> uh, you, you know, I suppose they couldn't uh, render like a convincing crowd at the time or sort of stadium. No, yeah, you wouldn't, you wouldn't imagine so. And one 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 thing that um, that is not, notable about this game is the music. I think the music for this game it, it works wonders on the NES chip. Um, it, it, the, they've got the wrestlers' themes in there. It just it, it stands out as being particularly good for that. But um, my favorite wrestling. Part. My favorite part of it was when you start a match, the the wrestling ring falls through the void and kind of goes, uh, kind of bounces off the bottom of the screen to to start a match. Right. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> this was the first uh, wrestling game I ever played. Oh yeah. Yep. I remember going to my cousin Ian's house. We had a NES. I didn't have a NES, but Ian did. Oh shit. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> and we played this. And like looking back on it, it's absolute absolute garbage. But like like you say, I think like the the Entrance themes with the NES sound chip. The fact it's colourful and easily distinguishable. Like, oh, you can definitely tell that's Hulk Hogan despite the fact it's basic sprite. Yeah. yeah and it was uh, appealing enough. Everyone's just, got just a bit of a podge of on them, haven't they? Yeah. <laughs> it was the 80s. See, I'd, I'd, never, um, I'd never heard of that game before. So my, my first um, my first game around wrestling was the, the follow-up after that, which I'll, we'll talk about now, even though it's a couple of years afterwards. But... Um, it would be WrestleMania Challenge. Um, so, well, this came out the year after, wasn't it? In ninety, on the NES. Um, and I absolutely love this game. So basically, you had it's like an isometric ring, similar to what um you see in like the Fire Emblem games. It's Fire Emblem, Fire um, <laughs> for wrestling games now. Um, so you got the uh, energy bars on either side of the ring. Um, the music for some reason like played during the matches. Um, just kept changing between people's songs. It had yourself in it. Which was, I guess, the first <laughs> the first creator wrestler, um, at least the first self insert. Yeah, and like the wrestlers didn't look, and I mean, you they were they're unrecognizable. I think apart from like Hulk Hogan, like I, I mean, saying, you know, they are. It's like Andre the Giant's in that game, and yeah, oh, yeah, it's, unrec- it's unrecognizable. That there's definitely an issue. No, so yeah, Andre the Giant and, and Big Boss Man are pretty recognizable because the fat and um, yeah, that's about it. Uh, the I others just have uh, different color pants, don't they? Basically, yeah, pretty much. Um, yeah. It's strange for this one because um, Andre the Giant, if you throw him outside the ring with the Ultimate Warrior, he can't get back in again. So he just got carried <laughs> out every time. Um, I that used to drive me insane as a kid. I, I, I'm I'm pretty sure that is the case. Like I tried everything as a child, I can never get him back in the ring. So I, I assume there's not like some way I was missing. He just couldn't get back in the ring. Yeah, going back fat. to the graphics for just a second, I, I think um, the previous game we talked about, even though looking worse in in general, I'd say like the characters were more recognizable as themselves. I would say. Yeah, yeah. The only, only thing is, the previous one I felt like it had it was a bit more glitchy with the animations and stuff. There was bits. It had that bit. bit you, get, you get in quite a few NES games where it just sort of it misses a graphic for a second. Yeah. Um, whereas this one's pretty smooth. But I mean, yeah, I've played it since, and it, I absolutely loved it as a kid. But it's it's absolute garbage. Like it's, I think the I think the selling point on the first one was was the fact that they were distinguishable. Uh, yeah. There wasn't a huge amount of gameplay there, whereas like the second one, like uh, sort of. It was just Maybe stripped down, stripped down the recognizability a little bit, but there's a bit more. I just don't know why they made the ring so big because it was just so hard to hit people in this game. Um, it, it's just the ring's absolutely huge. Again, similar to the Fire Pro games where it's like hard to hit people, but at least it was satisfying to hit people on that. There seemed to be some sort of uh, strategy with timing and stuff. Whereas this is just, it's just, it's just, it's not a very good game. I'll be totally honest, right? Like up, up to, I mean, I loved them as a, I loved them as a kid. But up to the point of like maybe SmackDown on the um, sort of PS One, sixth gen, fifth gen, fifth gen consoles and whatnot, 
I can summarize pretty much every wrestling game with one word, and that is utter garbage. <laughs> just I can't. It's just they're, they're practically unplayable. I don't know what the hell I was doing as a kid. I don't know how I got any enjoyment from them. Yeah, um, I mean, <laughs> sorry to be so negative. No, I mean that's. I'd, I, I, oh wow, Charles, well, that's my that's job. how Oliver feels about things now. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so I the, uh... all wrestling games. <laughs> So I'm not. I'm, I'm not going to bother with the, um, the. The has anyone got anything they particularly want to say about any of the Game Boy ones? Like, do we need to discuss them? Shite. In fairness, yeah. I actually do have some input on Game Boy games. I I can't remember which one it was. It was the one that was on the brick. Right. I imagine. Were there a few of them, or is it is it fairly easy to say? It which could. One it it is? could be su- a super. Challenge or probably Superstars. Superstars two. Yeah, oh. Superstars. Yeah, first Superstars game. Yeah, I remember playing that quite a lot and. I remember as a kid playing it quite a lot and never able to figure out how to play it. Right. Because <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I was probably about four years old and I, I don't know why, but for some reason it just seemed I couldn't, I could never, I don't think I ever finished a match on it. There's just, I don't know what there was. There was obviously there's only like two buttons on a Game Boy. So it can't have been that hard. Yeah, it, it can. <laughs> probably was. Yeah. One thing that I did notice when you were when playing this, uh, the Game Boy one is that uh, you, you find yourself doing the same moves over and over because there's obviously, yeah, I, I suppose no, no. there's this problem as well with the earlier ones. There's just not enough buttons to map a lot. Yeah, of different definitely. Styles, definitely yeah. Uh, but right, so... I, I will say about the Game Boy ones as well, they um, they played a lot closer to the WWF Superstars arcade game than I think I think they deserve a bit of credit for that. You know, it had big sprites. Um, you know, it was very stripped back, but uh, they they managed to shove quite a lot on a, a Game Boy cartridge. Oh, that transitions is nicely. I'm not. It's not WWF. It's not superstars on the arcade game. I was to talk about it was actually the follow up. Um, so I was I was a big fan of uh, WrestleFest. So superstars came out in 1989. WrestleFest. It was similar. It just looked um, a bit nicer. Um, and it was one I, I, that was around in the arcades, and I never saw superstars anywhere. That's an um, awful name, by the way. What WrestleFest? WrestleFest. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't, it doesn't really. It doesn't sound like a pleasant that, word, does it? I'm not sure why they went with WrestleFest because they didn't. Did they have a wrestle? They weren't like a WrestleFest pay per view or anything. No. So why, I don't know where that name came from. It sounds, like, sure a, it sounds like a local like Comic Con type thing. Just yeah. maybe to distinguish the fact that it's a game rather than like naming it after one of the shows, sort of thing. Maybe. Yeah. Oh, I mean, I don't know why they didn't go with Superstars too, but um, mm. anyway, yeah. So I mean, WrestleFest. It's got lovely big sprites. It looks like what you'd expect from a, an arcade game in the early nineties. Um, I remember it, it pounds like nothing else because. When you when your partner died, you needed your partner back, so you had to stick in another quid. Uh, energy just drained down. Uh, it basically, and the format of it was was all tag matches. Um, so you, you do two on two, and then I think eventually, I'm not, I'm not sure if I'm thinking of the, the, the original one, but I think you got to uh, Million Dollar Man and uh, Andre the Giant. So that was probably in Superstars. I'm not sure what the uh, finale was of of the uh, the sequel WrestleFest, but yeah, it was, it was one I really loved as a kid. It was one of the reasons why. Um, I wanted to make my own arcade machine because it was it was with with Turtles and Simpsons. It was one of the uh, the arcade games that I wanted to play and just 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 a nice nice game to look at as well. I think still to this day. Yeah, I, I actually I really like Superstars and WrestleFest. Yeah, they, they bring back such strong memories of like smoky arcades. Um, I, they're probably the first games that I played for for this podcast that I actually enjoyed playing. So yeah. just aside from the obligation of actually having to play all these old games, I mean, it's such a big jump forward from what the uh, home console stuff was at the time. It, it was a shame they didn't get a part. I don't know why. Like, I mean, I guess I guess there was just no home console that was up to the power of it. Like, 
can we also make it clear that we haven't necessarily told Dave that he has to go through and play 27 <laughs> in a row until 4am in the morning? I, it's I not an obligation that we've made him do. He chose to do that. I'm, that I'm, a, crazy, I'm a resolute professional when it comes to the podcast. <laughs> just, to, just to sort of back up what Steve and Dave were saying there, like uh, it's, it is massive, massive nostalgia vibes for uh, WrestleFest for me. I think like most people of our age, they remember, like above probably all other, all other arcade games, Wrestle, WrestleFest... Simpsons arcade game. Um, what was the other one you said there? Oh, the Turtles, Turtles one. Yeah. Maybe the, maybe the X Men one as well. But like, yeah, just those those four games just sort of uh, summarize, like you say, smoky arcades and that that yeah. sort of early nineties vibe more than anything else for me. Trips to Blackpool as a kid. Aye, uh, begging your parents for uh, handfuls of pound coins. All right, so the next one. Um, well, I'm gonna I'm gonna sort of skip over the WWF European Rampage tour. This was a num- um, Amiga one. It's not one. Um, they also had WrestleMania on the Amiga as well the year before. They are bad. Um, they are bad. Even by these standards, they are bad. Yeah. The home, the home computer ones are terrible. I, I always really wanted to imagine. I never had anything that could play them. <coughs> we had like an Acorn. They didn't come out on Acorn, unfortunately. Apparently, they were received fairly well at the time, uh, for what I could tell. Although, yeah, I, I agree. They're, 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 very, they're very poor. Like, there's um, only one button as well. There were one button games, which kind of. It compounded the problems like the, the early games had in that there weren't enough of a moveset. I think you've got to appreciate whenever you look at um, reviews of like home home computer games from back then, they're compared to all the other home computer games from back then. And it's just like, it just wasn't comparable to like the consoles. It was just so much smoother and so much better for gameplay and for every, yeah. So yeah, every conceivable way of enjoying games just seemed to be like so much better for uh, on consoles. Okay, so we're going to move on to the, um, <clears throat> I guess the it was like a, a trilogy of games on the... Uh, it's the LGN ones now. Yeah, so um, so the, the Super WrestleMania, I think, was done by Sculptured Software. Um, did, I don't know if did LGN just publish them. Is that what they Yeah, I think they must have done, yeah. yeah. So they're basically, there's three games, the Super WrestleMania, uh, the Royal Rumble, and uh, Raw. I think that was the... Was 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 Royal Rumble just SNES specific? I can't remember. Did Mega Drive get a? Well, yeah, was R- Rumble was SNES specific and the WrestleMania was Mega Drive specific? No, 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 Super WrestleMania definitely came out. And oh, okay. I, I'm I've got sure it in my list. Royal Rumble was SNES and Mega Drive. Oh, was it right? Yeah, but yeah. I think maybe they just had character specifics. I think that that was the deal. I'm sure Mister Perfect yeah. wanting like the Mega Drive one and someone else in the others. So yeah, I, I think I think you can make this uh, a quadrilogy actually with a uh, Rage in a Cage because that, yeah, that's oh, yeah, very similar yeah. uh, to my. To my knowledge, they're basically all. It's exactly the same game engine throughout all four, isn't it? Really? Yeah, pr- yeah, pretty much. So it's um, so, so in this one, uh, you 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 walk into people to tie up with them, um, similar to the the Fire Pro games again, uh, except there's no, it's not a, an isometric uh, view. It's got it's gone back to the same as the um the first WrestleMania on the NES, basically. Um, you've got your kick, punch, grapple. Uh, I, I believe you got eye gouge and. Um, what was the other one? Uh, on choke. I'm not sure if they came in just into Raw or Survivor Series. But basically, there were, you had two buttons that you could only use when you'd knock the referee out. So I guess this was probably, <laughs> this was probably the first game where you could knock a referee out. Again, I think I'm thinking more to Raw. Um, but basically, you could you could run off the ropes and then if you ran into the referee, you'd knock him down. That'd enable you to use your choke button and your eye gouge button. And there was also like a steel chair that would just sort of sat outside the ring, so you could uh, wander out to the ring and hit him with that as well. Um, yeah. So these games all use sort of like a, a tug of war style. I, I think they called it of a, of, yeah. of tying up and sort of like trying to gain the advantage from that. And I, I think 
it was probably the first instance of it. And it kind of dictated how future games are going to be sort of designed. I believe, like, I think it, all the ones after this had some kind of sort of uh, competition when tied up as, as like a big mini game, mini game kind of things. Yeah, I suppose so. Like, I think in the SmackDown ones, it was, you know, you had to press a direction on the button, was it, to, to do a move out of the tie up? And no, you didn't, you didn't really get them in the, um, in the SmackDown ones. They, they were pretty much just, you press a button in a direction and then did you move? Right, um, so there wasn't any actual physical sort of like back and forth, probably. No, so so, so the, the, yeah, the tug of war was pretty much only in this this trilogy. They didn't really um, they didn't really go with it too much after that. Um, okay, I, I suppose I mean sort of like the 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 grapple actually sort of forms a big part of the. Yeah, uh, I mean the of, the, of, the of later the SmackDown game. games, yes, yeah, that that to have the grapple for the initial tie up and stuff. Yeah, so um, yeah, this this game. Uh, th- these games I absolutely loved as a kid. My favourite one was um, WWF Raw, so I ended up getting that one um, on North American import from some dude at some place. I don't know where, <laughs> some dodgy, dodgy uh, little game shop somewhere. So I had to buy, I had to buy a, um, a, a SNES North American adapter for a it. Gram of Coke. Yeah, a gram of Coke. And um, yeah, I absolutely loved um, WWF Raw. So it was it was the first one um, that was four players. So you, um, I had a multi tap. So it was I could finally use multi tap. Didn't have four friends, but you know, if I did, they'd have all been playing it. And definitely not four friends at live for WrestleMania. Yeah, de- definitely not four. Fr- I mean, th- the reason I didn't have four friends is because I was playing WWF Raw, <laughs> and I was inviting people around to come play it with me. Um, but yeah, I, I I really enjoyed it as a kid. I think I feel like it's. I think the main, like like I mentioned earlier in the show, the main reason I, I like wrestling games is is not so much for the the, the competition or anything. It's to, to see the moves, and this was this was a good one for seeing the moves. You'd have to stick the computer on really low, so you'd always pretty much win the grapple every time, and then you'd just try the different directions, get to see the different animations, get to the point where the energy is low enough to see everyone's finishers. And um, what WWF Raw had that the other ones didn't have it had these super moves. Which it didn't mention anywhere in the instructions, or I, I don't think I even saw it in many magazines or anything, because it was it wasn't that popular a game. But they all had the, you, occasionally the computer would just pop out this insane move where Owen Owen Hart starts turning into like a whirlwind. Um, I think Diesel did the a caber toss where he just like launched them into the air. Doink the clown had um, curl them up into a little ball and do a field goal kick to kick him out of the ring. So yeah, there was just there was quite a few really weird moves in it um, that were. That, Really difficult to execute. They've got like a quite a, a number of buttons that you've got to press. And I, I was trying to do it the other day, and I, I couldn't manage to even with the moves in front of me. I couldn't manage to do them. So is but, that um, comparable to like a like a fatality type thing? Yeah, I guess so. Um, I'm not. Sure, I'm not sure if you had to have them at a certain energy to do it, or if, or if you used your energy or something. But I just couldn't. I couldn't manage to pull it off. Um, I, I remember doing it as a kid, but I'd probably practice for ages. It was just it's so tough to pull off, even if the computer was doing nothing. You could put it on two player and try it, and it's. It's just difficult to do, but yeah, it was one. It was always one I really liked as a kid. I liked the um, uh, the Survivor Series mode as well. You could have like four people on your team, and you just like press select, and because all the uh, the sprites pretty much look the same, all the characters look the same. It just sort of changed the haircut and pants and stuff. Even Yokozu who was in one of them, and he didn't look any fatter than any yeah. of the other guys. So. I remember these games in particular. I think it was Royal Rumble that I played the most of. Um, yeah, they were the first wrestling games where I actually thought, uh, you, you know, this is uh, this is a game with something you get your teeth into. It's a bit more simulation. Uh, I, I think it was, uh, it, it suffered from a bit of perhaps, uh, I, I want to say, choppy animation. Um, did, uh, yeah, yeah. 
yeah um, so like yeah, it wasn't quite as smooth as, as say like superstars was but yeah it, it felt a lot more like it had the push and pull of an actual wrestling wrestling match and uh yeah i mean uh, the fact you thought you had like um it pretty much i think it, i think it might have not used all i think it used at least six buttons um meant that yeah you had you had a good number of moves you could pull off on this game um so you mentioned you played the uh bridge and well you, you did a quiz on the uh the sega cd one so that's not really one i've played and peter you mentioned so sean did you mention that you've um, <laughs> played that one as well uh, yeah I've had, I've had a little bash on that back in the day so yeah. how, how is that comparable to to I mean, I'll not lie. It's been a long time since I've played it, but it just, it, again, it just it felt like the same game engine. It's probably like maybe slightly smoother animation with it being on the Sega CD, but it's like a similar roster. I mean, the the only thing really with it was that cage. Like, yeah, the, the cage that was the that was the big selling point. But and I think I think with these LGN games, um, the Quadrology or whatever it is, as much as they haven't stood the test of time particularly well, and they are kind of a little bit garbage, they were probably pretty important because we're getting closer to. What we come to know now as as a wrestling game, you can see a crowd, you know, um, you can in, interact with the ring a lot more, getting in and out. You can see the commentators there. It just it just feels more, a lot more like the uh, authentic wrestling experience that we started to get a little bit later on. <clears throat> so there's, there's probably a bit of a blueprint starting to be formed here, as as much as like I said, they haven't stood the test of time amazingly well. Yeah, for yeah. sure. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, how did the um, the cage mechanic work then on the? Uh... On the rage in the cage, was it a climb out of cage, Malaki, or was it just I honestly cannot remember? To be honest, no, honestly, to be honest, honestly, to be honest, Dave, did you manage to uh, play the cage match? I did, I just saw some videos of um, rage in the cage. Like I say, I thought it looked so similar to the LGN games that I, I didn't think it was worth spending time with, especially. Yeah, I mean, it, is, it is one that um that I, I would I would like to get around to playing at some point. Like I said, I've, I tried it with an emulator, but it just it won't it won't having it. So, um, yeah. If you're at home listening, big fan of Rage in the Cage, get us on Twitter and tell us all about it. Dave, what's the Twitter address? Oh, um, at Funtime Club. Or you could email us on uh, superfuntimepodcast at gmail.com. All one word. Wow, Dave is getting better at that. Get better at this, out. <laughs> yeah, you are. So um, so the next games we're going to skip over because it's um, what we talked about earlier in the show. So it was the uh, WrestleMania Arcade game followed up by In Your House. Um, after that, we got into so the, the next... Uh, uh, was it a claim that did these? This was a WWF uh, Warzone and WWF Attitude. Um, so you played those ones, Dave? Um, I had Warzone for the N64, yeah. Yeah. So I, I guess, I mean, now the most uh, famous thing that Warzone's famous for, uh, the most famous thing it's famous for, the thing Warzone is famous for. There's um, a lot of uh, redundancy. Redundancy of redundancy departments in this yeah. podcast, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, the thing Warzone's famous for now is uh, the hilarious little videos of, uh, I, I guess, uh, is it uh, Ahmed Johnson? Is he? Ahmed there? Johnson seems to be the uh, yeah. Ahmed, the Ahmed Johnson uh, and and for me the British Bulldog as well uh, seem to be the, the most hilarious ones. Basically, in the career mode, um, you have these little TV screens that appear, and the the whoever you were fighting and have a like, cut a little promo on you and sometimes they'd have like a little uh basically they'd have like um, a, a feud with you so then they'd come back and uh come at you again so they'd have another little video and clearly the wrestlers hearts weren't quite in it when they were making these promos mm-hmm. um and just some of them are absolute garbage so definitely recommend checking those out it's just it's a shame they got rid of that motif with the wrestling games because it was quite like it, they did it in most of the wcw cd based mm, yeah. ps1 type games and it like sort of died out in, in the next generation and they're forever hilarious yeah they're forever <laughs> hilarious. 
So, um, so would I be right of... in thinking? Sorry, uh, would I be right in thinking that these games were the first ones to offer a, a like a properly robust create a character mode? Yeah, that be well, the first WWF ones. Um, I think the Fire Pro would have probably been the first one to do it. Yeah, but, um... I, I mean, like say, yeah, we had earlier games with like a self insert. You can be uh, sort of a generic man as play as yourself, but these ones you could actually change the hairstyle, the clothes. Yeah, that's right. Uh, it, it had a lot of first. I mean, it had, it had like tons of new match types. It had tons of weapons. I mean, you could hit people with like television sets and stuff. That's the one thing that sticks in my mind the most is the the television as a weapon for some reason. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Were these the ones that had sort of really supremely complicated, convoluted um, inputs for doing fairly simple moves? So I, I mean, that's how I don't remember them as that, but that's how people seem to remember them. For me, it's just like you do a suplex by pressing right down triangle. Uh, like it's, it's funny, it, yeah. I guess I agree with you. It's just like a, a fighting game where you'd have like uh, uh, Hadouken or uh, right, okay. Just like, just like the you could there were there, there were simpler moves. So you had like basically this this game didn't have grapples, but it had a, actually no, it did have grapples. But the grapples just like, did like a little arm ringer or something. But the the moves it had so many moves. This is this is what I really loved about it. So you had your normal kicks and punches with your normal face buttons, and then. Um, yeah, different button combinations to give you different stuff. So instead of people just having three or four moves, like characters that would probably have like about ten to twelve just standing moves. So different positions would give you different moves as well. Which again was more of a first. I don't remember that in the other ones. I think it's WWF Attitude that I'm remembering the PS1. Yeah, thing. I mean they're both they're both similar. So. Yeah, it's like a similar sort of engine. But like like again, I'm, I'm, I'm I have I haven't played it since the time, so my recollection is probably a little bit shaky, but. I didn't recall it. It wasn't so much that they were incredibly complicated. It was just that like every single move was somewhat complicated, so you couldn't like you know do a, do a simple move yeah. and then and then do the the super tight move. It was like you were you were gonna take a significant amount of time to just just touch them pretty much. Yeah, I mean, I mean, you, you basically you had to learn the moves. It, yeah, well, yeah. you'd have to learn them, but you had to at least press start and go to move list. Yeah, yeah. There's no way you could just start the game and be like, right, I'll see what moves they do, because you're just going to be doing punches and kicks and arm ringers. Mm. You're not going to be doing any suplexes or slams. Uh, I mean, after you'd played it a bit, after a while, you kind of figured out most of them tended to be like, it, I, I mean, it was similar to Mortal Kombat stuff. So it was either back towards and a button, or down towards and a button, or up towards. But it was just getting that timing of doing it. It wasn't like a um, a Street Fighter role or anything. It was basically button, button, triangle, button. But, but also, give, give, just by virtue of the fact that we're, we're working with 3D here as well, it sort of like adds an extra level of complication to it. Yeah, I mean, it won't, it won't, I felt the way that, because it wasn't like, um, it was better than the kind of the, the 2D, but on different levels, because at least on this one, they looked at them. Yeah. So, so it was a lot easier to hit moves than it had been in, in previous um, wrestling games. So, um, for me, attitude was definitely way. Yeah, it was the better of the two. It was. It was the roster was massive on it. There must have been. Um, I, w- I would have thought there were thirty characters. I remember he actually went down pages and they were just in in um, lines rather than having people's icons or anything. So there was there was a huge roster. Um, I originally I originally bought it um, as a copy um, from some dodgy guy in a car park. <laughs> um, we, we, um, and God, you were really going to like like black market underground to get your yeah, yeah, yeah. Games, you yeah. Know? I know. It's all right, you you knock off Nigel Dad. <laughs> <laughs> so um, yeah, we yeah we basically we used to go to this car boot that sold uh, knockoff PS One games, and I, I must have bought this game three times because the first two times I bought it, it mustn't have been out yet, and and they just sold me like a 
it must have been what they sent to the press or something. So it just had a couple of modes, but and a, about four wrestlers, but you couldn't really do anything else. And I was absolutely gutted every time. Then I managed to finally get it, but um, I, I must. They only had the American version. The uh, the British version was, I think, it was a couple of months away, and I couldn't really wait that long because I was obsessed with wrestling games and wrestling at that point in my life. So I ended up buying the American version and playing the entire game in black and white for about three months. Um, so, so I'd made loads of like created create your own characters, uh, but pretty much all of them just were like kind of Undertaker figures with just because I only, only had black and white, so I couldn't be too creative. But then when I saw them in color, they were all like weirdly like, purple mixed with green and all sorts of <laughs> all sorts of colors that I couldn't fathom. But yeah, I absolutely love the um, the creator wrestler on it. Um, and I played it the other day. And the, the graphics are a bit naff, like most PlayStation One games are, but I still think it's 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 still playable. Um, I think I think it's still a fun game. It's still fun. It's the, f- the fact that you can pull off like multiple finishes because once someone's in red and you know that you finish a move, you can just keep doing your finisher on them until they, they go home and say they don't have friends anymore. Yeah, you, so. you're talking about the complexity of the controls earlier, but I think uh, where that was an advantage that it did feel like a stern single player challenge and uh, you, you know there was reason to stick with the game long term yeah yeah um, so, yeah, yeah it, it did kind of kickstart a, a, a an interest in in wrestling for me like uh, i mean i i had i've been into wrestling before it kind of dropped off for a few years but i suppose this game uh probably bookended with the first smackdown game uh, it probably kind of uh, got me back into wrestling sort of around the attitude era i think attitude was about 98 to or two i want to say like kind of yeah, it was kind of kicking off at end in '97, but yeah, '98 was yeah. yeah. So, so like this was sort of at the start of it, and and the SmackDown games for the PS2 was at the end of it. Yeah, pretty and, much. And yeah, it it did kind of trigger a, a an urge to kind of get back into the whole thing. So it must have done something, right? Yeah, I mean, it definitely kind of. So yeah, at, at the time that was that was when um, yeah, Stone Cold Steve Austin and McMahon feuds were going on. Degeneration X was happening. Um, so that was that was an exciting time in wrestling. I, I felt like this. Um, this captured that this was an exciting game. Uh, all the different modes, all the different weapons and match types, and over the top uh, things you could do in it. Um, it yeah, it, it, it was attractive because I think I'd, I wasn't really watching wrestling at that time. I, I missed most of the Attitude Era, but I was still really into the games. And I think WWF, WWF Attitude was one of the things that kind of pulled me back into wrestling. Oliver, thoughts? Yeah, excellent. <laughs> All right, so the um, the next ones then uh, is the uh, the 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 N sixty four ones. So this we're coming to the uh, the end of the, uh, the the list now. So this is um, basically there's two. There's WWF. Yes. Uh, there's <laughs> WWF WrestleMania two thousand and WWF No Mercy. So these these were basically based on the uh, the the Ukes engine. So that it started out on I think it started out with like Power Move Pro Wrestling. Then they had like WCW versus the World on PlayStation One, and then they did the uh, WCW versus games on the N64. So um, the the style of this was it was a lot it was a lot more slow paced than what you were getting on PlayStation One. Um, so it was uh, basically you'd walk up to someone, you could do like you could hold down a punch to do a, a strong punch, you could uh, hold down grapple to do a big grapple, press it once to do a small grapple. So it was. Um, there was there was a lot more to it as in terms of um reversals and stuff as well you could like reverse grapples and reverse punches um so for me this was kind of a it was a it was a, it was sort of a slow methodical game um it's it's always one that I've really enjoyed 
because I, I think the slow slowness is what makes it appeal to sort of big wrestling fans. You, you know, you've got plenty of time to sort of link moves into other moves and reversals and counters and things. But uh, I, I remember at the time, I, I I just thought it was, you know, glacial, strange to sort of um, play a wrestling game like that. Yeah, I think it's definitely one that's more for wrestling fans than it would. It would. I don't think it appealed to casuals so much, just because of how slow it is. But I think. The, because of how slow it is, it just makes the moves mean more like pulling off. I, I remember, I remember thinking, is, is there something wrong with it? Did I sort of put on slow mo? <laughs> yeah, Somehow, I mean, once you, once, you know, you, once you once you've played it for a, a few minutes, you don't really notice the speed as much. But yeah, initially, especially now going back to it, it just it feels weird. But you, but you can, I've tried it on like emulators, and just speeding it up by like twenty percent, and it just it don't it don't feel right. It's too quick. It, it needs that sort of uh, slow pace. So um. WrestleMania 2000 wasn't really one I played um, as a kid. I think I think I might have had a go in at someone's house. I wasn't that impressed with it. So that was um, the same engine as a, that, that was the same yeah. engine, yeah. Um, but No Mercy really really took things up a notch. So um, I think there were just little tweaks in the gameplay. But the main improvement with No Mercy was the career mode. So the um, the, the career mode in that for me is still the best career mode in any wrestling game. Uh, and it's basically um, it's like a branching story arc. So you start off. Um, you have like a qualifying match for the Rumble. If you don't get it, then you're not going to go down that path. You, I think, you end up going down like a cruiserweight path. Um, you, you, depending where you come in the Rumble, depends on where your story goes next. Um, and, and there's there's like a tag team path, intercontinental path. There's different. They're all all the um all the stories in it are based around what was going on at the time. So it's stuff like stuff like um the uh, the APA stuff, uh, the Cactus Jack kind of stuff, all, all the stuff that was going on, sort of. Uh, late late ninety nine early two thousand. Um, I've got just, much. Ex- I don't have much experience with the story mode in No Mercy. Never having owned it, I played it plenty of times, sort of on emulators and things, mainly yeah. as a as a one on one game. But um, I, one of the main reasons that I sort of uh, really liked the SmackDown games on the PS two was the story mode. Uh, you know, there were just so many different situations that your your wrestler could get into. So like all over the arena as well. There were plenty of backstage things. Yeah, I mean, how does it uh, hold up to sort of what came later with the SmackDown career mode? Uh, I mean, I think it's. It, I mean, the, the SmackDown career mode, I guess, was more unique in terms of um, you had like you a proper career path, but it just there wasn't really much story involved in the SmackDown career mode. It was basically just like you had days of the week, and then you'd you'd go to that show and fight a show, fight someone, and then you'd end up being on the next show and slowly your career would get better and you'd win more titles and stuff. Whereas this was more like a it's more like an RPG story where you'd get a start and an end and then you'd start again and try to go a different path and you'd try to get all the different paths, that kind of thing. Yeah, it was um, not more, more more it's considered the best sort of best wrestling game of let's say retro wrestling game. Yeah, arguably no yeah, no no is yeah, it's always up there in the argument. It's de- it's definitely my favourite and it's still yeah, still to this day, it's still one I like to go back to and play. Um I just think it's just everything about it. The um, the the way people bleed in it. It's, it's really satisfying when you break someone's leg in like a <laughs> submission move. Jesus you, Christ! You get so you get something in a submission move that makes this horrible, and then they start tapping out. Um, the way that you can uh, do you do finishes on people. I think it's just it's just just done really well. You get like a a timed window to do as many as you can in that time. Or it's this kind of thing finisher. what spurred you on to think I'd, I'd really like to do this in real life. I love the I love the sound of that bone snapping. I love the sound of that bone snapping. Let's do some of that. And I just think it just 
the whole um, the fact that like when you when you work someone's leg in it, they then sell their leg for the rest of the match. I just think just stuff like that. You didn't get that in other wrestling games, and you, I don't think you really do in in many of them. I can't think of many SmackDown games where I've like been working someone's leg the whole match and then they're like selling that leg. There's a few of them where like they do it a little bit, but I think I feel like we've kind of gone away from that, and I feel like it was perfected back in in No Mercy. So that's. That's one of the many reasons why that's my um my favorite one, and also the the multiplayer as well. So, um, me and my friends used to sneak over to my house in like sixth form at lunchtime and just bunk off and just go play uh, No Mercy for like an hour or so, just doing like three or four player on that, um, trying to do the like, ladder matches or or the Royal Rumble or something. It was just yeah, just a great fun game. Yeah, it's always held sort of like a, a weird permission. Uh, position, sorry, to me, um, sort of in the in the pantheon of wrestling games. I mean, I, I know it's it's got its fans. It's got its very diehard fans. You know that even to this day, we'll probably tell you it's it's the best game. But uh, it is the best game. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm sure. It, it's just um, I feel like you probably have to spend time with it and learn its learn its nuances. Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah, and, and its mechanics. Um, I've I've never really enjoyed playing it sort of competitively against somebody who really knows what they're doing. I suppose. Um, no, that's the yeah, yeah, I mean, against me, I'd imagine it is really depressing because I'm <laughs> really good at that game. I like, I know what reversal, I know what reversal to press because I know what people are going to do. Um, whereas, like, I guess that's an, that's one of the things of it because when it came out, there was no online or anything, so I've never like got to really like try my skills against anyone. I've only just like playing three computer on hard or something. That's that's as that's as good as it got. Or playing my friends and asking them to all like gang up on me and just been able to reverse them most of the time. It just, I just really enjoyed the mechanics of that game and yeah, yeah playing it i can absolutely see its virtues i can see why it's so liked um it, it, I, I wouldn't say it's particularly enjoyable for me but um you know you, you just got to kind of uh submit to the people that really know what they're talking about i suppose like breath of the wild so uh so sean you've been a bit quiet on the uh on this one yeah I, I, I kind of missed out on the uh Aki games right i just never replayed them as a kid and it's not really sort of like as, as dave's saying if you're not really sort of um familiar with the nuances it's a bit difficult to just sort of go back and go yeah. back and pick up so uh, I, did, I did own an n64 but sort of at the, at the wrong time you know what i mean i was uh, i was going through the ps the playstation games at that point so um other than years later i've never really played any of the aki uh that's, that, that was the yeah, yeah. Any, any of the aki engine ones i mean so sean, sean <laughs> since we're coming to the end of the list now is there a particular wrestling game that you hold up above all else um sort of I'm going to be totally honest and say that, like, I'm not actually a very big fan of wrestling games. I've never particularly have been. Like, I've always been, obviously, like a massive fan of wrestling. So it's always been that sort of, um, you know, just just general kind of fan appeal. Uh, and I'm, yeah, I've, I've kind of got into this awful habit years ago of making Sean only on the sort of the more recent wrestling games as well, and doing the career as myself, which is. Just a strange, weird, little egotistical. Do you trip ever to, do you ever to... search for yourself in the uh, the the, the uh, user made ones? I, I haven't, but I've been sent many many yeah. versions of myself. <laughs> there's there's many many Sean Only's out there, which I suppose that's a, a compliment, maybe. Yeah. I, I, I mean, there's an appeal to that, even if you don't. Uh, there's an appeal to kind of making yourself and running through the the career mode in a game, even if you don't personally sort of like like the game very much. I suppose you know it's yeah. something. But no, it's, I I do I, I must admit again, it's very egotistical, but I do like. The, the the later on that the games get, the more detailed the, the creator um, gimmick gets, and the, the more detailed the moves that you can give the guy are. So the closer I can get to like what I actually do in the ring, so it's uh, yeah, again very egotistical, but it's, it's pretty fun going through those. So so you tend to think <clears throat> that the uh, the the most recent one is is generally the best one, then? Well, yeah, I mean, like 
they have this they have this bad habit with any any sort of like licensed game that where they're going to be perpetually bringing out a new one every year. Your Fifas and your Maddens and your, your, your WWBs. It's not necessarily the most recent one that's always the best because they take things away and bring them back yeah. and whatnot. I feel like there was a point maybe a few years ago where the creator mode was more robust than, than ever. I, I couldn't give you like a, an official year, but I'd say yeah, whatever year the the creator mode was the most robust would probably be the one that I would uh, I'd go for. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I don't want to get too much into the the modern ones, but yeah, they do they do tend to. It's hard to pick a, the best one because each one's probably got like one of them will have the best career, one of them will have the best like the most fun um sort of biopic story you can do um and then yeah some with the best match types or mm. some will have the most fun or most competitive gameplay so it's, it's hard to sort of pick pick a uh, the best one it depends what you're after really Although in, in terms of in terms of retro ones or if we're just going to specify one game like i did spend a silly amount of time on smackdown 2 as a kid so well we are getting to that one now yeah. so uh nicely nicely in there segue so the, yeah nice segue so the next ones are wf smackdown and smackdown 2 so interesting fact about these because I, rem- I remember getting smackdown 1 and it seemed to me it didn't seem to me that long later when i played the second one but um long enough but they came, <clears throat> they came out in the same year so smackdown 1 came out oh, right? in march 2000 and smackdown 2 came out in november 2000 wow so like yeah, you could have got both these games for Christmas, and there'd have been like new games if you were mm. a kid. So yeah, that was that was incredible that the the, the yeah the, the bother to bring out two games in the same year. They're developed by the same people and everything. Yeah, yeah. I was gonna say testament to how popular WWE was. At the yeah, time. I mean, I mean, yeah, WWE was was massive. So out. yeah, um, yeah, it makes sense that they try to capitalize on that. And obviously, our big PlayStation One was in two thousand as, as well. Mm. So um, just a couple of little facts before we get into this. So um. Apparently in, in uh, SmackDown uh, 2, uh, so Big Show and Ken Shamrock were removed from the game. Uh, so I found this out recently, but I I remember them in it because they're in the Rumble. But for some reason, they got I think Big Show had got sent down to uh, the OVW and Ken Shamrock had left. But um, So they tried to take him out of the game and uh, left him in the Rumble, which is weird. So how, how did they achieve that back in the PS1? Because it wasn't a system that was sort of connected to the internet and having lots of updates. In the yeah, same so they, they would they would have just pulled them out a couple of days before launch, I guess. But that's okay, why so you had some Rumble. copies with them in and some copies without them. No, no, they, they weren't in any of them. But they were in the if you played the Rumble mode, they would t- they would turn up as like random participants. Oh, I see. Right, so they must have just left uh, the assets in, and because the names and stuff were gone, and they, they were taken away from the character select screen. They obviously thought, oh, that'll do. And then, yeah, left him in the rumble. So I thought that was quite interesting. So um, I've got another piece of trivia about SmackDown. It's known in Japan as exciting pro wrestling. Really? Nice. Yeah. <laughs> so um, SmackDown 1 didn't have um, a, creator super, a, a creator wrestler. That came into SmackDown 2. So I guess that was uh, another reason why they wanted to get another one out quick because, yeah, that was a, a popular mode that was missing in the country updates. So they had to yeah, re- release another game. And they were, they were quite similar in most respects. SmackDown 2 just felt like a more finished version. So the gameplay, obviously, was pretty much identical. Um, they had the, the the career mode was similar, but apart from in SmackDown 2, you could have multiplayer career mode. However, the loading times on SmackDown 1 and 2 was insane. Like um, The fact that when playing a Rumble and a new character came out, it quickly flashed up now loading. Uh, that was that was bad enough, but then if you tried actually doing a career mode, like I don't remember it being an issue as a kid, um, but yeah, I tried playing it a couple of years ago, and I couldn't even get past the second match. I was just so bored of loading all the other matches, and and same problem you get with the uh, WWE Universe mode now in in the later ones. It's just 
the load times are just insane for 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 what you want to do if you want to you need because you need to spend like a good year or, or two of game time i guess to to get to the top and that's quite an interesting symmetry with the first game that we talked about today um micro league wrestling on the amiga oh, I, I played, yeah i played on an amiga emulator which tries to replicate it almost um exactly as it was and, and the load times of that were just terrible i mean considering what you were faced with when it actually did load which yeah. is just two two lists of of buttons to press for moves so in, t- so in terms of um gameplay smackdown one and two were, they, they, were, they were kind of similar to um no mercy but it was like no mercy on crack um so they were just they were just so fast compared to compared to what i've been playing on the n64 um it was yeah it was very much uh moves you'd, you'd press like right and right in a button and it'd instantly do a suplex or something like that so it was a lot it was a lot quicker a lot faster um it had a lot more modes and um you could i think you could you could start up to five finishes i think which was which was quite cool but it just you know, crank out a load of finishes at someone at one point oliver is this one you've played nope nope so that's uh, that comes to the end of our, our long list of uh, WWF games. Um, Oliver, you got any uh, final thoughts on those? Um, I mean, in fairness, there's actually there's the only WWF game I've, from that list. I've had a look. The only WWF game I think I've ever actually played and got out of my way to play on the console that I've owned is WWF Raw. Right. Okay. Which I guess is is 2002. So on the Xbox, yeah. I remember basically <laughs> not playing the wrestling, the actual any wrestling games on it, going to the create a wrestler thing and messing around in that for ages, and then barely playing the actual wrestling. So yeah, oh, we spared no expense getting Oliver on this show for that reason. <laughs> He's, uh, we could probably have to have a word with our uh, head of uh, talent relations, Dave. <laughs> and that was where the uh, my hatred of wrestling games started. <laughs> yeah, I'd imagine it was. All right, well, um, Sean, thanks for joining us on the show today. My pleasure. Um, if anyone's listening and wants That's to come see you uh, kick some ass, where can they do it? Where are you right. WrestleMania Sunday? Oh, WrestleMania Sunday, I'll be at the Brudenell Social Club for Rise Wrestling for possibly the biggest match of my entire career. Me and Boris Kozlov have been engaged in what has been described as one of the most intense feuds in British wrestling history, which went on for almost two years um, in, in over multiple companies involving several belts and various other people. After... Uh, after two years of hatred, we've both been forced out the company that we love and we've now been forced to team together. This is the only way that we can possibly get our contracts back, teaming against the evil Danny O'Doherty and his sober faction. So hopefully me and Boris can keep our differences aside just for this one match and, uh, and get those lovely contracts back. And that will, be, uh, that will be on the same night as WrestleMania on the 7th at Brudenell Social Club in Leeds. Uh, tickets... Almost, almost certain to sell out. So I don't really know why I'm plugging it, exactly. but it's going to be fucking awesome. So there you go. There you go. If you're only going to see one wrestling show on WrestleMania Day, go and see Sean only. 100%. If you've seen two, you know, maybe you've got time for WrestleMania. Yeah, and and, and there will there will be time to watch the big WWE show. I forget what it's called, but the big WWE show that's on that same evening, you will be able to watch it afterwards as well. So happy days. Happy days. Do you want to use the platform that we have here, speaking to our millions and millions of, of followers, to send any particular message to O'Doherty? I'm pretty sure he's a keen listener. Uh, Danny O'Doherty, yeah. I, yeah, I believe so. I have one very simple message for Danny and the rest of Sober. Boys, you're fucked. Well, I have to, to bleep that out. <laughs> <laughs> I'm intimidated and I'm not even in the Sober. 
Doesn't yeah. Feel like... <laughs> no, you never will be with your attitude. <laughs> you bloody alcoholic. Right, okay. Well, thanks for joining us for this special WrestleMania podcast. Uh, thanks for Sean only for joining us. Thanks to uh, yeah, Dave sure. and yeah, Oliver for, and especially Pop- Oliver for Pop- playing all these games and having so much input. And thanks, thanks. Well, I, will, I will also add to the, my uh, limited input, not just to my hatred of wrestling games and the whole point of this podcast, but um, the fact that I have got a horrendous cold right now, and probably the less I talk, the better. Yeah, he, he only plays fifteen <laughs> minutes of the games that we're reviewing anyway. So watches them on YouTube. The other during the show. <laughs> so, Dave. Um, We've mentioned uh, Twitter earlier. Where else can people uh, get in touch with us if they've got any questions or suggestions? Okay, uh, so we uh, our Twitter tag, as mentioned before, is at Fun Time Club. Uh, feel free to uh, leave us any feedback. We'd we'd like to do a feedback section eventually when we actually get some listeners. Uh, we would, uh, yeah. Uh, also, use it to wish Sean a you know a successful night on WrestleMania night and. Uh, we've we got a Facebook page, just search for the Super Fun Time Podcast. And if you'd rather send us feedback in email form, that's superfuntimepodcast at gmail.com, all one word. Okay, so just lastly, before we go, um, so we have a segment on the show that we call Rate My Childhood. Uh, so, Sean, I believe you've got a, a game that you'd like us to rate of your childhood. Yeah, so this is one that you guys are going to review on the next show. Is that's that, correct, is that correct, yeah. Yeah, so um, a game that I really loved as a kid on the Mega Drive it's a port of an arcade game, and it's called Atomic Runner. It's kind of a run and gun uh, with like a, a sort of forced scrolling thing. It's like it's a little. It, it's not exactly complex. It's an arcade game, but it's not really like anything that you've played before, and uh, it's not massively well known. I, I believe the arcade port is like is pretty different to the Mega Drive version, but like I would recommend playing the uh, the Mega Drive version. It really is like absolutely fantastic. And uh, it's one that I've sort of bought subsequently in my adult years, and it kind of holds up, holds up pretty damn well. Okay, well, yeah, it's not one that I've heard of, so yeah, look forward to it. So Dave will play that on every platform and every <laughs> version in, in the series. So if, if, if it goes up to ten, it's... you've just you've, you've uh, dedicated Dave's life away. And if I do play it, I will play about five or ten minutes of it. Good lad, excellent. <laughs> All right, so yeah, on, on the next show we will be reviewing a, a Atomic Runner, and in the sense we'll be reviewing. Pete's, I'm oh, sorry, we'll be ruining Sean's <laughs> entire childhood. <laughs> so, yeah, thanks for coming to Super Fun, Fun Time Club. I'm your host, Stephen. Goodbye. Bye. Goodbye. Bye. Jeff Hardy, I've heard of. <laughs>